Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slamfire Radio for episode 332 on November 28th, 2019. I could not have made that more awkward. It's not like we do this every week. Hello and welcome to Slamfire Radio episode 332 for November 28th, 2019. Yeah, yeah I put the four yeah. in the wrong place. Hi, I'm Trevor. <laughs> the princess. <laughs> the prima donna. <laughs> Hi, Change I'm Kelly. Schedule. Don't tell anyone. The not the princess. And one. I'm Adriel. Not the princess. He's not a princess either. Definitely not a princess. He's a he's a tender snowflake. That's yes. why we call him Frosty. Oh, my text is the right way. Oh. I'm not like mirrored Yay. anymore. And we all got our own little box on this thing. Yeah. Yeah. The listeners don't even care. They're like, get on with it. <laughs> Bobo we're talking about is. Well, no. Renee actually says he likes a new platform. So thank you, Renee. This is all new to us. We're brand new. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. The viewers are getting a special oh, treat. The listeners, not so much. We sound as awkward as ever. But to the viewers, we look That's fancy awful. pants. Yeah. Uh, so why don't we jump into what we did this week in guns, which, of course, is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. And this week, they continue to update the holiday sale page. You really should be checking it daily. Um, somebody added this here, Stoger. STR 9 9mm for $495. I added that because, you know, you forget stuff all the time, so, so I thought I would just put it up there, just have you back a little bit. And you are? Where am I? What's going on? Who, who let you into my house? Those guys Those guys have a Stoger so, pistol, 9mm. You can buy one if you really want to. 500 bucks. Stoger... Stoger making a nine millimeter pistol for five hundred bucks, and I gotta venture a guess that it is probably plastic. Yes, yeah, polymer, Maybe? polymer, Paul. Yes, I got, quality. I got corrected by someone on on YouTube. They're like that nylon sixty six. It's nylon. It's not plastic. It's like, dude, those those nylon is a plastic. <laughs> literally, <laughs> yeah, literally the same thing. They're both made out of oil. So, mm. yes. That's why the gun is called Nylon 66, because that's the name of the chemical that was used to make that plastic. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. holy, they have the SFP9, which is an H&K pistol. It's their polymer pistol. It's their Glock. Uh, Awesome pistol. I had one. Super nice trigger. 800 bucks. It was well over 1,000 when I bought mine. Yeah. All kinds of AR uppers, AR parts. Um, and I mean, I'm not talking Narinko stuff. They got night armament, armament going on in here. Very cool stuff. So, so yeah, full rifles, lab radars are on sale. I bought one. Oh, did you? Oh yeah. We bought one for SummerSlam last year. Oh yeah. 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 I thought you bought another one. Accessories. No, one is all the lab radar I need. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
So let's uh, let's do the thing. Um, I went out shooting this weekend. Uh, other Trevor joined me. We went to the range. The range is um, not accessible by car. You need to park basically on the road, walk through the snow, climb over the fence, walk through more snow, realize there's no target stand in front of the building that you use, walk through 100 more meters of snow, drag a target stand through the snow off the shooting line, put it out in front of the camp, and oh my God. But it means I'm in shape. I got it done. And oh, really? I was going to say it means you're old because well, you're complaining about it. Well, you know, the cold hurts my, my knees and... You know, yeah. oh, I've complained my whole life. It's not really an age-specific thing. <laughs> it's more yeah, of a, it's more of a trait. It's a for a lot. What trait. you do? It's, it's your personality. Yeah, my warm, yeah. fuzzy, approachable, talk to me on the bus personality. That's me. Does anybody ever do that? Oh man, strangers talk to me all the time. Really? Really? Like I sit you there. You don't put up that aura, work. right? I'm putting up the aura <laughs> of get away from me. I'll stab you. But nope. <laughs> Nope, I get approached and spoken to all the time. And maybe it's like, oh, look at this guy thinking he's scaring people away. Well, <laughs> I was wondering what the him. mental illness rate is up there. No, I mean when I like leave town. People here okay. have to not bother. Well, they don't know you, that's why. No, there's no buses or subways here. So, anyway. Yeah, I got out to the range with the uh, specific uh, task of shooting the breaking in the modern sporter with the 7.62 by 40 barrel and uh, then learn some stuff. There is um, some really promising groups there uh, with the 110 grain Hornady Amax bullet and the 110 grain Sierra Varmeter. I was getting um, some sub MOA groups and it was windy and stuff. I didn't care. I just wanted to shoot the gun, break in the barrel uh, with 125 grains T. Not the right bullet for this application because it has a cantilever. And if I load to the cantilever, it's too long for the magazine. So you got to push the cantilever downside the neck. And it's not the right bullet for this gun. That being said, I still got some MOA groups fired with those test rounds. Um, and I've since learned that although the parent case for this caliber is 223, it fire forms larger than 223. So you shoot it, you, you, you make your 7.62 by 40 case out of a 223 case, trim five millimeters off the neck, neck size it up in the 7.62 by 40 die, load it up, go shoot it, take it home, resize it in your 7.62 by 40 die set, and the internal volume of the case has increased because hmm. the outside dimension of the case has increased. When you resize it in the 7.62 die, it does not bring it down to the size it was when it was a 2.23. Interesting little phenomenon that I didn't know was a thing. I got kind of concerned about that. I, I wondered if they would chamber, so I made up some dummy rounds with the 110 grain Hornady Amax bullet, VMAX bullet, sorry, and um, put five of them into a mag and manually cycled it, and everything worked great. So I'm like, oh, okay, time to do some more reading. And I found a spot on um, Wilson's website that says, note hand loaders. Once you create these cases and fire form them, you will get up to one grain of powder capacity or one of one grain of volume for your capacity. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I mean, the data is the data and I'm assuming the data is published with the end product in mind. So it's not like 
the minimum or the maximum was 25.7, let's say. Now that I'm reloading with these fire-formed cases, I'm not suddenly going to jump to 26.7. That would be a bad idea. I'll assume that the data is published with the fire-formed case in mind. So good news, bad news, like good news is I discovered it's normal that the case okay. is fire-formed to the chamber and it's nothing to be concerned about. Bad news is that I need to fire-form a whole crap ton of cases. Now, there are ways to fire-form your cases without actually loading them with the, uh, the correct powder charge and, and seeding a bullet. You can fire-form cases by just filling them up with a little bit of powder and plug in the case with cream of wheat, uh, a wad, wax, whatever, and you're just trying to create pressure to make the case fire-form to the chamber. So this is my new thing. This is what I'm learning about this week and next week is how to fire form cases and what to use, how much powder. Let's just um, load up a whole bunch of them and and just go shoot them. And then once those are all done, then reload for your fire form case. Because you're going to do like, what are you going to do? Like 500 rounds? Yeah, I'd like to have like 500 rounds on the go. At any time, I would just just it's shoot them like all. A, just load them all up for not dude, fire. Dude, that's foam. expensive. Like no, I'm I'm not saying go burn that ammo off. I'm saying shoot it as is, and then when you run out, then reload for your fire formed cases. You're telling me to gotcha. Just load off the two two three cases. Shoot them. Keep that brass and yep, yeah. This is so it's a lot of a lot of work. It is yeah, but. You know, I don't know, but uh, but then the powder charge, the optimal powder charge in the fireform case for a one ten grain bullet may not be what it is in the not fireformed case that I converted from two two three. So it's like I have to have two sets of data, and that's a lot of work too. So if I could just go to the range with five hundred pieces of brass filled with pistol powder and some plugs. Then I take those 500 cases home, do some test loads, develop my loads, and then I'm done. It's a lot cheap. It's time-consuming, yes, but it's a lot cheaper than buying a couple of hundred boxes of Hornady bullets or Sierra bullets or Barnes bullets. As there's still bullets that I want to try, like I want to try the Nosler 125 grain, um... I want to try the yeah. Burns 110 grain that's apparently made for this. You can so. sub them away, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I like where you're going with this. <laughs> yeah, some of the some of the test loads that I had, I'm away, you're right. So what the heck more do you want? You want perfectionist what you want. I, yeah. I You know, I, I, I know the way you're going to go. You're going to like deeper and uniform the flash holes and all that kind of stuff. You're getting sub-M away with 223 brass right now. Just just run it like that until you run out of... Uh, until all Jeez, your you cases right. have been fire-formed through shooting them. Yep. And mm-hmm. then see if it even makes a difference. Maybe it won't. You're right. No, Maybe it will. You're right. You're right. So much work. So much work fire-forming. If, if you had like a bolt gun yep. and you're trying yes. to do like teens, get those teens groups, then yeah, sure. But you're not. You yeah. just You just... I don't know. What are you doing with this thing? Shooting coyotes? You can now, right? Shooting next year. Yeah, yeah. Shoot, shooting. Um, Maybe a deer. All Maybe manner a of game. Yeah, deer and bears. The primary focus for this firearm. Mm. 
Yeah, you're not wrong, man. You're not wrong. And I'll even go so far as to say, you're right. What? Is, that's that's yep. very rare. <laughs> I know. I thought for sure we are going to have a fight last Never. week about the uh, WK changes. But you just tur- you, you switched on me. <laughs> I did. I was ready to come at you with mm-hmm. both barrels. Mm-hmm. Tell you how wrong you were. And, yep. and then I, yep. what's that, Kelly? He's soft. Uh, excuse me? <laughs> you've, you've become soft in your old age. Or you're in your ketoness. <laughs> I will slap the dye right out of your hair. That's what I'm going to do to you. And we'll see who's soft. Uh, oh, okay. You're damn right it is. I'm coming for you. Uh, okay, so I continued on with other reloading projects. Um, we had another snow day on Monday. We don't call them snow days anymore. We call them reloading days. And thanks to Frost, or not Frosty, uh, thanks thanks to Casper for that. So uh, what did I, I did a bunch of 9 mil. Um, I'm doing that whole brass thing and reloading 9 mil. Uh, I got some reloading tools that came in from Brownells. I'm soon going to start prepping 223 and 22250 cases. Maybe I'll fireform them. Maybe I won't because <laughs> those are my bolt guns, so I probably will. Playing a lot with my Hornady uh, overall gauge. Um, I got to uh, tune in and watch the um, reloading podcast live the other night. That was fun. I miss those guys. It was good Aww. to kind of be. Yeah, it was good. Uh, I found out while watching that Mike's going to have me on to discuss this project, so that's pretty exciting. Well, that's exciting. Are you still yeah. actually listed as one of the co-hosts? I don't know. I don't know. It's been it's been a long time. I certainly wouldn't I be uh, in a while. I, I certainly would understand if I was taken off of the, the rotation. I want to do so. like an article or a it's, separate video on seven six two by forty. Like it's it's super it's okay. interesting. But another day, really not today. Not today. Yeah, yeah. It, not today is yeah, not that no. day. Um. So yeah. So uh. Then this is exciting. I bought back my. Um, Tanfoglio Limited Custom Extreme. Now, this... You bought it back. I bought it back. So, Rick, Rick Crane. Yep, yeah, Rick Crane, the section coordinator for Ipsic no- Newfoundland, bought this from me so I could buy uh, Sean's Apiro. I always wanted Apiro because uh, I had a 2011 before. 2011 is a standard division gun, shoot 40 caliber. And the Apiro had an island barrel. So where the front sight was, it was actually on the barrel, not the slide. So the slide would reciprocate, but the front sight wouldn't. The front sight would simply, yeah, it would just move upward under recoil, not up and back and forward and down. So um, mistake, man. I thought I would switch back to a 2011. I had one before. I had a custom Eagle that also used to belong to Sean. Loved it. Loved it. Switched from that to a Glock and like went up 10% in my scores. Um so I thought I would. I thought I would really uh, take the Apiro, especially since I was shooting 1911s in Classic Division, 2011, 1911. According to some people, they're the same thing, which they're not. But um, yeah, man, didn't like it. Didn't shoot it well. Had problems with the safeties. And um, talking to Rick at Muffin's um, SummerSlam after party, and he was saying, ah, "I'm thinking to go in production optics, so I might have to sell your gun." I'm like, "Mine." <laughs> He worked out a deal with me where I was able to pay for an installment, so I really appreciate that. And I got her back, and I'll say it before. Or I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It is one of the most ergonomic pistols there is. I think everything about it, the size, the shape, where the controls are, 
for me fits like a glove, and which is why it's got some speed I love holes my Phoenix Red too. It does have speed holes mm-hmm. in the side and the top. Look at that. Go what, fast. what for? What for cycling fast? Yeah. Well, the ones on the bottom. So help this it is why cycle faster take... helps the air get out of the slide no, as that's... it's moving back and forth violently. Venting. Yeah. It vents gas. It's mm-hmm. like a yeah. None of this is true, by the way. So that's why I've taken to the Redback so well and so quickly because the Phoenix Redback has incredibly similar ergonomics to the Tanfoglio. The grip angles are the same. The the throat of the grip and the beaver tail is the same. The safety location is the same. So um, so I have no intention of shooting standard, maybe once in a while for fun because, you know, uh, the Redback is my bread and butter and production optics is my new thing. Mm-hmm. But, man, it's some, some good to have at home and uh, absolutely love it. So that takes me on to the next thing that I did this week, and that was uh, upgrade some holsters. So when I sold this to Rick, he got the holster with it, and he told me I would get the holster back, but that the hardware that holds the tension for the holster would not be there because he needed it for some other gun. Okay, no problem, Rick. I've got hardware here, so I thought. And I do have hardware, but I didn't have the appropriate hardware. So I contacted Freedom Ventures because Freedom Ventures sold me this holster. I thought maybe they had a parts store with some screws and, and bits and whatnot in it. And they were like, no, sorry, we don't. But Ricky, who works there, is like, I got these cool um, knurled headed thumb screws for mine. And believe it or not, I got them at home hardware. So here's the package and for the people that are watching, right? They're from mm-hmm. home hardware. They are, they come in a five piece. You can get them in brass or in quote unquote chrome. Eight, eight thirty second by five eighths. Um, I also got them by half just because I wasn't exactly sure how long I would need. And they're knurled head screws. And what they allow you to do is adjust the tension on your holster without the need of a screwdriver. You just, just twist it with your sure. with your hands. Yeah. Your little thumbs. Yeah. Remember um, Ginger Snaps was talking about how he got DQ'd? He saw yep. me adjust my holster over and over and over and over and, pr- and like over. Well, that's that's what this does. This allows you to like, holy crap, I got to run with a loaded pistol in my holster. I better lock her down. You lock her down with the those screws. Yep. So I got enough to do my 1911 holster here. And that's also a blade tech holster on a CR Speed Seabax hanger, which come from Freedom Ventures. They are the bomb. They're super adjustable. I have them on all my holsters. And then here is one for my Phoenix Redback. And I went with brass for that Ooh. one. Because class Beca- Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> on to the next thing. And that is arrived. And luckily, she doesn't know it arrived. Otherwise, I wouldn't actually have it. She would be like, I'm putting it under your Christmas tree. It's not Christmas yet. You can't have those. Put them under your Christmas tree. Uh, you know, we can play this back to her, right? You can play it back to her until your heart's content. <laughs> and then both of you can pick a cheek and kiss it. Because <laughs> Christmas is for children. And I want my Christmas presents now because I'm a man. Impatient, so, man. These are. Yeah. I is. am. It's it's a d d d d d d. It's not my fault. <laughs> These are hanging aluminum base pads. So oop, dropping mags. Um, yeah, they, they're heavy. This this is what the um, mags came with. Just a regular flat black plastic base pad. Not a whole lot of meat on there. Now compare it to this thing. It extends. The, it makes the mag a little bit longer. Makes it a little bit faster to get to, and a little bit easier to control, and a little bit faster. Heavier. To the gun a little bit heavier, Kelly. You're right, and very much easier to run with a mag. Very much cooler. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And blue. 
Blue is my favorite color. All my archery equipment is blue. I've got aluminum blue grips coming from Phoenix for the uh, grip panels on my Redback. So I'm going to be all snazzy um, matching and stuff. Matchy? So, I mean, I'm shooting a millennial division. I might as well, you know, dress stuff up millennials. Yep. Millennials. And, um, it's optics. Oh, right. Seniors. Seniors. Yeah. Yep. No wonder I've been eating fish all week. And thinking they taste good. I must be getting old. Goodness. What's next? Like Robitussin? Yes. Oh, that, no, that, that crappy gum Robitussin. thrills. It tastes horrible, but it thrills works. Thrills gum. It does. Oh, those are good. Gu- those taste like soap. Yes, they do. You might as well blow a spruce tree. Okay. <laughs> that stuff. Uh, show notes. What else did I get up to? I did a ton of stuff. Oh, um, and then I attended an Ipsic New Brunswick meeting. So that was cool. Some of the things that um, passed of note. So we went there and, you know, we uh, work on policy and stuff. So you're going to make a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Make me one too while you're at it. The whole purpose of the whole function of the Board of Ipsic New Brunswick is to promote the sport of Ipsic and help it grow. Right. So you sit around the room. You, I mean, two things. I mean, you want to, you also want to move towards becoming a professional organization and be on par with Hockey New Brunswick and Soccer New Brunswick and all that stuff. So a um, couple of things we did was we're now requiring that our instructors pass a criminal background check and specifically with a vulnerable sector check, mm-hmm. which is anybody who volunteers for an organization. I mean, if you walk dogs through the SPCA, they want you to have this. If Obviously. you actually are a Project Maple Seed instructor right. as well. Yeah. And I actually said that at the meeting, Kelly. I'm like, I had to do this for Project Maple Seed. I got it done. If you're, you know, um, it makes us look more professional. It shows due diligence. It shows that we care about the people that are participating in our sport. Um, right. We have both seniors and children on the line. It, yeah. Do you find it amazing the gallon pass one? I do, actually. <laughs> now, remember, Gallon, and I don't know if I talked about this last week or not, but Gallon keeps giving me a hard time. He's saying that he sent us a copy of his STD blood work, mm-hmm. and he wanted us to share with the listeners, proving that he, he was did. actually, right? And I'm like, no, you didn't. Anyway, yeah. I, he, I found it. It's in there. He really yeah. did send that to us. Maybe we can post it. Take a but screenshot. We, of he line. sent it to us, and we're going, we're not going to do that. It's a very odd but, thing to put on a pro-gun podcast. <laughs> well, I but Gallon uses his indirect fame um, that he acquires through the show as a means to like get swiped left on or right on or whatever that is. I don't know. So, you know who's his official photographer for Tinder? Oh my goodness! Who? <laughs> Hello. Oh, <laughs> he said his game stepped up since I started taking pictures of him at events. Seriously. <laughs> well, he owes you a bottle of whiskey. He owes me something. <laughs> yeah, easy what to wish for. So you may not want the offer of repayment that comes your way. No, I don't. Not anyway, so there's on. that. Anyways, there's that. Um, also, when you have a sanctioned match in New Brunswick, Ipswich New Brunswick sanctions it. That means like we approve of we it. Endorse it. We endorse it. We say that it, it will follow our rules. That it will be. Um, uh, officiated by actual certified officials that have been trained um, that the participants will have qualified for a black badge, right? It's, it's, we're, so if something does happen, you, you know, you have some credibility. If you have an outlaw match and there's an accident, you risk having your club shut down. So, um, 
we charge a sanctioning fee. And the sanctioning fee helps to run the section. It helps pay for courses, uh, et cetera, and so on. It also helps cover the cost of our provincial championships because the section is responsible to host the provincials, but we don't run a club. We don't run a range. So we are at the mercy of our membership to come forward and say, we will do this on your behalf. Okay, well, great. The deal is then um, there's a, a financial arrangement that's determined between the section and the club. But regardless of that, the section always provides the awards and the targets. So this money, the money for these things has to come from somewhere. And one of the sources of, of income is sanctioning fees. However, when you're a small program, and you don't have a lot of resources and you don't have a lot of props, every money you, every penny you make um, helps pay for that stuff. The way the sanctioning fees are collected by the club at the time of registration, but really it's the competitor who's paying it. It's just funneled from the competitor to the association by the club. Non-IPSC members of the club don't realize that written was really them just holding competitors' money. And now they're funneling it over to Ipsic New Brunswick. Once it's in the club's account, as far as the club's concerned, it's their money. When in reality, it's a sanctioning fee that was collected on behalf of Ipsic New Brunswick by the club from the competitor. And now it's being sent to Ipsic New Brunswick. So a proposal was put forth to limit the maximum amount or to... Uh, incorporate a maximum amount that can be paid so now clubs will only ever pay up to a maximum of five hundred dollars so if your club is having if you're having a, a bunch of matches you might as well just write the check for 500 right now send it on in and then that's it you're good you're paid after that doesn't matter how many matches you put on what you charge for a registration fee you're covered so because right now some clubs are paying double maybe even triple that in sanctioning fees um Oh, and then it was also uh, a motion was passed to make it mandatory that practice score be used. And, um, it's not mandatory? It's not mandatory. Huh. Some people still aren't using it. So the reason it's man it should be mandatory is so that people can, consistency, people can uh, always register through the website. Walk-ons are at the discretion of the match director. Payment is at the discretion of the match director. But there should be a record of the match on practice score. Then that can be used for record keeping, who got DQ'd, because we got a bet. Um, and then, of course, the scores be done on the tablet and then be uploaded, right? And this is important also for team selection. That was the other cool thing that happened is Mo last year wrote up a a proposal to amend our team selection process or criteria or policy. And so these two individuals, three individuals, I can't remember if it's two or three, it's, it's Justin and Joe for sure. And there might be a third one on there. And if there is, I apologize. Um, so they're already going to work and figuring teams for 2021, 2020, we're going to use the old system, but 2021, Will be the new system and it's looking pretty good like i'll have a spot on the production optics team because of the people that are there it's doubtful that all of them will go to um the nationals so we'll go to the list the combined list and we'll go down and say okay uh you know do you you, you shot pcc trevor but do you want to be on the production optics team there's a spot do you want to be on the standard team there's a spot you know what i mean mm -hmm. so um and then I installed some gas blocks on some rifles. They um, they came in. 
Uh, yeah, you can't see it. So it's a superlative arms gas block. They're adjustable. I got one for my modern sporter because Ryan Stacy said so. Thought that's good enough for me. Basically, we don't know how much gas this cartridge is going to create. And it may overgas the rifle. So uh, that's why we went with a superlative arms adjustable gas block. What's cool about this adjustable gas block is, one, it's super easy to adjust. And two, it doesn't choke off the amount of gas going into the rifle. In fact, what it does is bleeds off excess gas out the front. So I put one on the modern sporter and one on the uh, SLR. The reason why I put one on the modern or on the SLR is because the SLR has a lightweight bulk carrier group. And so if you if your rifle with a full auto bolt carrier group or even a semi-auto bolt carrier group runs well and is reliable, that's because there's a lot of gas slamming it back. So you got the same amount of gas, but you've reduced the weight of your bolt carrier group. Now you're slamming that bolt carrier group to the back of the rifle um, much harder than the full auto one did. So what do you do? You throw in a heavy buffer. Okay, well, what was the point of going to a lighter weight bulk carrier group only to um, put the weight back into the gun with a heavy buffer? So you want the lightweight bulk carrier group, you want the lightweight buffer, but now your gun's overgassed and you're getting um, excess recoil. So put an uh, adjustable buffer or adjustable gas tube on there, sorry, adjustable gas block, and basically adjust it so that just enough gas cycles the action where it locks open on an empty mag. That's all you need. You just need it to lock open on an empty mag. And uh, if you want to add one more click after that, you can. But that's all the rifle needs to function reliably. And the adjustable gas block allows you the ability to tune that gas so that you only get what you need. And that's it. That's all I did this week. What about you, Adriel? Did you kill a deer and are you sending me back straps? No. I'm not going to mail anyone you back, suck. back straps. And I suck also. Yes. <laughs> no, I got skunked. I got skunked on deer. I went out again on, on the weekend. Really? Yep. Yeah. And uh, Well, I didn't see you post any pictures. Man, so. It like, could be worse. Mm-hmm. Adriel, it could be worse. Did what? Gallant show you guys the picture of the deer that he shot? Was it like a little baby deer? No. When the DNR officer asked him where he shot it, he answered, and I quote, Directly off its mother's tit. <laughs> he, he he shot a fawn. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> Those are good eating. It's yep. it, it's being held up by the by the hind quarters, uh, by the bucket of a tractor. Only the tractor is a lawn tractor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, those are good eating. Yeah. Look, yeah. if he gets seventy five pounds of meat off of this oh, thing, yeah. I will be amazed. No, no you won't get that much really? off a, off a yearling. No. No, but uh, yeah, you know, so I went to a couple of, I, I saw a ton of mule deer, which I don't have a draw for. I just saw mule and I wanted a white tail. So I went to one spot, all I could find were mule. And I think they've actually like put, like crowded out the white tail out of that spot. And the other spots I went, they're just ghost towns. There's nothing, nothing there. Question, yeah. question bud. Mm-hmm. Can you purchase the, the white tail license, but need to be drawn for That's mule? That's correct, yeah. Is that a population thing? There's less muleys? Is there that are up? less muleys, but for whatever reason, the, uh, well, I mean, the, the oh, reason is, is uh, habitat. The, the place I hunt is great for mule deer. And if I can get a draw for a mule deer, I can go shoot one. I walked up to some. There was some that I saw it like 300 yards away, and I'm like, ah, I got to go that way that anyways. I just kept walking, and they just stood there and waited. <laughs> 
<laughs> I hear they're pretty dumb. Yeah. Like you can bow hunt them in a field. Well, like when I watched uh, I watched Meat Eater and they were talking about like these cagey mule deer and how hard they are to hunt. I'm like, nah, these are the dumbest deer mm-hmm. I've ever <laughs> come across <laughs> compared to the whitetail. They see you at like 300 and they're they're gone. But the uh, the mule deer don't seem to care. Even when I walked up on them, uh, I went to this one spot and there was the, just over a hill, maybe fifty yards away. I see these two heads pop up across the horizon and look at me. <laughs> I could I could get you. <laughs> They're doing this. Yeah. yeah. How's it going? Yeah. Yeah. You're not gonna hurt us. Yeah. I'm doing yeah. this, Kelly. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so I got skunked on here, but I had a lot of fun. A lot of uh, oh. a lot of good hunting. A uh, couple coyotes and uh, all that. So that was all good. I think next year the thing I need to do a little bit more is uh, is scout. I had uh, I had assumed that they would be basically the same as they have been the last couple of years, and they changed what they were doing. A farmer moved some cows into one of the fields that's right next to one of the spots, and I think that moved some of them out because they they just weren't there anymore. Um. Yeah. So I think the next next year yeah. I'm gonna scout more. I'm gonna I'm gonna put in some more cameras. I just I was very busy in the lead up to hunting season. I didn't have time to to do what I typically do, which is put out like seven game cams and check them out. So whatever. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, <laughs> I uh, I put up a video uh, review on the GSG 1911, and I said that how I had disabled the grip safety. Actually, Trevor, I think I, I disabled it, and then you disabled it extra disabled. Uh, on on that uh, grip safety, and uh, people are mad about it. They're like, "What? You disabled a safety feature on your ni- on that nineteen eleven? Oh, uh-huh. That thing's made. You will you cannot shoot competition with that thing anymore." It's like none of these people know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I <None>. can. <laughs> not a clue. Yeah, yeah. Because classic division, it's not you, a production pistol. You, uh, you can disable the safety or sort of the grip safety for classic, can't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe for like IDPA or like uh, another fishing yep. vest related That's right. sport. IDP, IDPA, yeah. you yeah, IDPA, you would not be allowed to mess with the grip Correct. safety. Three gun that doesn't because matter. that'll get you killed in the streets. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to carry a a, a twenty two nineteen eleven pistol in the streets. Uh, yeah, no, just the act of breaking the grip safety would get you killed in the streets. It's don't do it. Breaking the grip safety, even dangerously. What are you talking about? If I carried a 1911, oh, I would not want one with a grip safety on it. Right, but we wouldn't carry 1911s because no. they're terrible. They're a terrible choice. Anyways, I found it funny that lots of people were real mad and lots of people were telling me I was wrong and I couldn't compete with it and whatever else. Not that I'm going to compete with it. Hey, really, you're wrong. I know. I am so told this. very frequently. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently not tonight, though, because Trevor's right. Yeah. yeah. I got a new mic. I use Look, I don't, I don't have this thing Yay! in front of me, like, taking up space and having to, like... Yeah, but that's all professional. Yeah, but I had to, like, keep a certain distance away from it. I listened to a couple of shows. I'm like, oh, my God, that like, the volume changes so much. Up and down. Yeah, so I got one, yeah. like, sticks on my headset and works, and it's got a mic mute thing that works and whatever. So hopefully my audio is a little bit more... Level. Does it have a tuna Trevor? Does it tuna Trevor? No. Uh, no, uh, have that. I wish I had that. And then uh, for our video uh, watchers, viewers, for our video viewers, Here? we're doing something a little bit different. We've got uh, um, kind of like these four different cells, Skype. Skype, Skype, yeah, Skype. Yeah, yeah, the panel, more of a panel look to it. I like that you put our names and our monikers on mm-hmm. it as well. It's awesome. Yeah. Your background is like... too light, so I had to, had to change your text color, but... 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's neat. Uh, what else? Let's talk about something gun related. Uh, so my buddies, okay. my buddies had this Remington 581, which is a 22. 581. Yeah. Magnum. No. 22 LR. Really? Yeah. Uh, he's had it for a while. The clip there's a there's a magazine guide on it uh, that's broken, and so I wanted to fix that. Oh, uh, I'll, oh, I'll show show you this. So it's a bolt action twenty two. Uh, try to take the bolt out, oh. pull the trigger. Oh, it doesn't. You can't. Yeah, it doesn't work. Oh, Kelly knows these. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you got to push the uh, safety forward, and then the bolt comes out. Mm-hmm. And then the bolt comes out. Yeah. Now, take a look at this bolt. Look at that. Look how many lugs are on there. It's got six. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Remington really had their all of that. 788, I think is what it is, uh, in the 80s, 70s, 60s, somewhere in there. They ran these rear-lugged 308s, and they're like, oh, why don't we do these for our 22s, too? So that's what they did. They, <laughs> they made these crazy multi-lug uh, 22 rifles. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, so I thought I'd show that because it reminds me of my old five twenty five. Hmm. In some ways, Remington five twenty five. Grew up with that gun, loved it. I'd love to get another one someday. Well, sold it before I knew I should have kept it. Mm. Dumb. Yeah. Anyways, that's got kind of a neat bolt lugs on it. Uh, with this being Black Friday coming up, I'm all, I might also purchase a Yay! different twenty two tonight. I'll show you that, guys. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So. What? A Mossberg you said you Clinster. might. Uh, might as might as in, oh, I buy guns that I don't necessarily want to buy, but that I don't have enough reviews out there. Right? Right. Fair yes, enough. I have. And a on a Black Friday sale, it'd be a good price, and then you turn around and sell it for even more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because there's not that many reviews out on the Mossberg Plinkster. No. Um, so I thought I would uh, pick one up. Kelly, what am I going to find? I, you probably have the most experience with Mossberg Plinksters. No. No? Actually, no. Not no. On, the, on the line? I don't know. People see? No? No, there's. I haven't really seen all that many. Okay, good. Well, Mossberg makes a nice shotgun, so... Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll just leave it there. No, no, no continuation, no and. Uh, I might hit the Edmonton Gun Show this weekend. It's going to be Saturday, Sunday, but I've got something going on Saturday, so Sunday, maybe, maybe. Uh, Three-gun meeting tonight, so go and talk about what what we're going to do in the snow and cold for our match in, in December. Mm. Like I'm going to wear that uh, that red jump, jumper snowsuit thing. Like I mentioned that before. Oh, are you? Yeah. 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 Why not? Okay. And I'm probably going to run like a polymer pistol, like either my Glock or maybe that Gersan MC28, just because why not? And my white AR, because it's silly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've got we've got someone here rec- uh, recommending the Plinkster. Uh, Brett is saying the Plinkster is total garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I haven't really seen all that many. I think I've seen maybe one or two. Not all that many. I had a Mossberg Blaze, and it wasn't. It was uh, uh, not worth the money. Take a video yeah. of Pooh, same thing. Oh, right. <laughs> right? Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully, because uh, there's nothing people love more on YouTube than Googling their rifle and finding, and... finding me crapping on it. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. I haven't got time. Yeah. yeah. 
Might as well Don't be do it. Don't buy it. Well, I'm going to buy it. For sure, I'm going to buy it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm no, you're saying don't do it. Don't buy it. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure that'll, that'll be my review. It's two. Yeah. yeah. I'll use more uh, more detail in that. I'll, then people, I'll get, still get people calling me an idiot, which is fun. So, uh, yeah, anyways. Um, comments are always so much fun. Yeah. It just yeah. fuels you. Uh, it, I, I love the salt. Like, when I, when I see people... Yeah whining and calling me an idiot. This guy doesn't know anything about marksmanship because blah, 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 blah. It's like, ah, feed me. And then they direct you to their professional channel where they've done hundreds of reviews, yeah, right? No, no, no. No, that's right. They don't. Usually it's just poorly spelled uh, comments on my YouTube channel. But that's okay. <laughs> Ebonics. <Yeah. laughs> okay. Just because yep. they've got a trailer doesn't mean they don't have the internet. Mm. Anyways, that's I'm true. wrong too some of the time. Some sometimes the comments on it are like, yeah, that's that's valid. But oh, I didn't like valid. your nylon sixty six review. It was very weak. Jeez. <laughs> uh, okay. Didn't it convince you to buy? It? <laughs> I guess it was, I it was like two? exactly what you Aren't needed. Are you looking for like the neon green as well? Okay. No, Seneca green. That like I'm not. I, no, I'm not convinced on that. That there's a bunch of different greens. There's Mohawk brown, yep. Seneca mm-hmm. green, and Apache black. There's not this nuclear one. Just may be like a different shade of the Seneca green. Mm. I don't know. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a 22. Anyway, yes, Kelly. On, on colors, what? I got. I got drunk last Friday and and bought a Mohawk brown on the internet. <sighs> I put down. Put down the whiskey. <sighs> it was Blue Lobster. You're, you're, oh, good lord! You're supposed to actually text me before you do any of that stuff. You know that, right? You're only going to talk me out of stuff. I yeah, know. That's, that's the way it works. Checking balance here. No, I get drunk and you talk me into stuff. <laughs> that's the way it works. <laughs> so it's uh, 275 and it was in Nova Scotia. So shipping? Or are you going to go pick no, it up? I, I'll have one of the guys pick it up. Oh, okay. Cool. That's it for me. What about you, Kelly? I went to SFRC and did their pre-Black Friday sales last weekend, so I picked up uh, some PMEGs. I was looking for some stuff for my AR, because um, I actually do want to change it some things. So Trevor prompted me to say, oh yeah, I need to do that stuff. So I went over and I was going to pick up some of the Makepool stuff for it, but they didn't have exactly what I needed. So I picked up some PMEGs, and then I picked up a thousand rounds of the Max Tech 9mm. It was the... Um, uh, 150, or sorry, 115 uh, TMJ. I had some. They had, but it's what? I had some of that. Sorry? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we and bought I, some of that time for the course we were teaching. And it's good enough to actually take people out and take them blinking. Like, Hell yeah. Your block like, will eat it up. Yeah. It was 170 bucks, like for a thousand rounds. Like, people can just. Yeah, it's so whatever. cheap. <laughs> that was a nice face, Trevor. 170 bucks. <laughs> like, I said I'll spend 170 bucks, and if you should have spent 350 and just got 2,000. 400, four, sorry, what? Sorry, four or five people to the range, you know, and it only it works half the time. No, then. no, no, those are it my bullets. Well. These are for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's true because I uh, all my good ammo has been disappearing. So, well, not good ammo. I want. You know them to have fun and be able to hit their targets and everything, but it's like it's getting expensive, man. So 170 bucks, yeah. It was just like, and the Glock, it'll feed the Glock. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm not yep. so sure about the shadow though. Uh, the other thing that I got in the mail, I'm so happy about this. I got coffee. So I got a pound of coffee. I did the coffee and I don't know if you can see it. Like, Yeah, that's cool. Sure. Coat of arms. The coat of arms, the new uh, Freedom's hoodie sweatshirt and the uh, coffee. Uh, What's so the deal with the coffee? Is it their own or are they... Yeah, so it's getting... I, I it's the coffee company. Uh, all it says is coffee company. It's growing our farms community every, with every sip. It's coat of arms edition. Sip or sip? I'm pretty sure it's pronounced sip. Sip. I said sip. No, you said uh, sip. Anyways, it says brighten up your day. It's the coat of arms coffee, and it's a pound of it. So I've been smelling it. Uh, I don't know how much it is just for the coffee. I just like, I bought the combo. I got the hoodie. Him and I, I you know. Oh, came with the hoodie. Awesome. Does your hoodie smell like coffee? Yeah. It was packed with it. So it was shipped. Amazing. So uh, I thought I actually ordered the t shirt too, but I didn't. So I'm going to have to go and order that. Do you know that the coat of arms, so the CCFR announced that uh, Doug and um, uh, all of a sudden Corey, from Coat of Arms, they're coming up with a new TV show. Yeah. It did you guys see the trailer? I shared I shared the trailer on my Facebook. Yeah, I was super excited. Freaking amazing! <sighs> it's kind of like it's so much Doug, fun. Doug and they Corey do... do all the the firearms training courses. <laughs> That's what it looked like. Yeah. I want in. So they were doing active killer defense. They were doing they were they were doing everything. And I'm going. Did that? Did that? Did that? All the training yeah. that we've been through too, right? And uh, but. It really looks like a f- lot of fun, and it's called um, what is it called again? Midlife Mayhem. That's what it is, and they bring humor to it. But I actually That's what it's called I t- Midlife I post- Mayhem. Oh, yeah. I love it! So <laughs> I, I uh, posted it to my Facebook group, and I tagged them in it, and I tagged Doug in it. I'm going, "What the hell are you doing wearing white? He's wearing the whiteout hoodie in all of this, right?" And I'm going, "It's never going to come clean." Uh, so. But I think it's hilarious. You guys should see it. I want to, I'm just, I don't know. Do I have to subscribe to something? I don't know. I might have to because I need to watch the show. It looks hilarious. It looks fun. Anyways, uh, we should probably have them on too when it actually goes live. So uh, I'll contact them. The other thing I need to do is I actually need to contact them and say I need a coat of arms hat too. So I need to get one of those from Corey. I had a really rough week last week. So what I did was I uh, decided that, uh, well, not decided, Mario Calcagni, who is one of the directors and uh, co-instructors, founders, the OG group for Project Maple Seed, he plays in a band. And the band was having, Mario's last gig with that band was on Friday night in Ottawa. So I said, I'm going to go. And we decided to make it a, a CCFR um, gunny night with the field officers. So we went out there, we listened to Mario jam out with the uh, band that he plays with. And we had a really, really good time. So it was a fantastic time in Ottawa. Uh, what else? Oh, I had a friend contact me. The same friend that... Well, he's somebody who's pretty supportive of um, firearms, but he he's still on the fence. But what he did was he said that uh, he's been um, given some guns from his father. It's estate stuff. And uh, he doesn't have a pal, so he asked me to come out and get uh, the rifles. They're non-restricted. What's and, for yeah. sale? <laughs> I'll ask. Really? He just said, yeah. He just oh, said, I thought you said lots. You'll ask. Yeah. Give no, me a list. Okay, so he asked me to come out and get them. When? We all need a list. That's how this works. Okay. Someone has an estate sale. You scoop the stuff you want, 
You send the the remainder of the list to Trevor and I. Me yep. first. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> first. <laughs> or late I at night. The. <laughs> uh, yeah, because that was for the comment that you made earlier, Trevor. I'm going. It's going to Adriel first. Uh, so in I'm response gonna... to your insolence. <laughs> So I'm going to go pick up the stuff because he doesn't have a pal. But because he doesn't have a pal, he said, I'm going to go and get one because some of the stuff I do want to keep. So Cool. I want to comment on this, if I may, before you move on. For the listeners who may or may not know this, if you are the executor of an estate, you do not require a pal. Right. But he wants one. Right. So, but just to let the other people know out there that, you know, that's a thing. Yep. And also, we've been advertising the calendar heavily, and just to let you know, we released the sneak peek of the cover as well, and it was awesome. I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. It's amazing. I recognize the person, the gun, and the truck. Yeah. Can you buy all it yet? Those are, except for the truck, they're all really Can you sick. buy it? No. We're going to be releasing the link very, very soon. Um, yeah. But you guys are getting them for Christmas presents. Hello. But you said we had to buy them ourselves this time. I forgot about that. <laughs> well, which is it, Kelly? <laughs> yeah, you guys are getting it for Christmas presents. Yay! There you go. <laughs> yeah. But, you know what? Buy another one because you want right. to be supporting the cause. You're going to get more ladies day events happening. And you also are ha- going to be able to win more prizes because you're going to have more tickets because each one has a number on it. And you can enter the draw. And then you register. And then you get all kinds of stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's it. So the calendar is going to come out soon, but uh, we've released all the ladies that are in the calendar. And they, we also released the cover page. And I gave a shout out to all the photographers. Just want to say that Richard Bone and Baz, Kanda, fantastic. We also had uh, Jamie um, Cameron again this year, as well as a new um, photographer out in Campbellton as well. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Michael something. Mm-hmm. Artistic oh. photography is what, yep. he, what he is, but Michael, I know him. He's married to my former principal, Michael okay. Levesque. Sure. Okay. Super artistic guy. Yep. Okay. That's me. That's it. Awesome. Upcoming events. The 10th annual podcast network charity shoot will take place at the Rescue Gun Club Saturday, July 4th. Registration and payment through practice score. The link is not set up yet. Don't worry. You'll be the first to know. We will post it all over the social media. Cost is $25. We're going to do a mini USBSA style steel challenge match, four stages. You can use a 22 pistol, 22 rifle, a regular caliber handgun, or a 22 caliber handgun. If you don't have a black badge, that's fine. You will not be drawing from a holster. We will accommodate uh, you so that you can participate. Can I draw from a holster? Uh, can I draw me? from a holster? Yes, you can Yay. draw from a holster. You have a black badge. Um, and you can use a PCC, which is the pistol caliber carbine. Uh, there will be a half a round of trap. For those who like trap, about a half a round will help speed things up. I'm trying to learn from last time. Things went too slow, in my opinion. And to keep people occupied while they are waiting for the trap to finish or are waiting for the steel challenge to finish, we will have a base set up with all steel targets that are reactive, but you can reset from the line. No one ever has to go down range. There's never a stop in the action. It'll be manned with range officers. You go on in there and shoot your handgun or your 22 rifle uh, at steel targets and knock them over. Then a little extra fundraiser. We're going to have a call out challenge 
will set up the dueling tree and you pay $5 and call out the person you would like to challenge and uh, the money goes to charity and hopefully you get you win and you get to embarrass and ridicule that person both live and on social media and who doesn't like some online bullying. All right. Um, if you have any upcoming events you'd like to tell us about, email the show at slamfireradio at gmail.com. News. Tracy got banned. Yeah, Tracy she's back, things. though. Yeah, she's back. Um, not a lot of details. I've spoken to her. She hasn't really explained to me why oh, she, she doesn't really. It. Oh, she did. What's she oh, saying, Kelly? Never mind. Sorry. All right. Never mind then, Kelly. Yep. Um, yeah. So anyway, for some reason, Tracy Wilson's account got, got banned. We well, actually, what it we was, was we know the reason is because, well, we're speculating here. One of the reasons is because it got banned soon She's after Tracy Wilson. Yes. But Some. soon after she posted the, uh, the meeting at, uh, the Toronto where they voted against, uh, sorry. What did she, what voted did she for? Or what? 21 to 2. She actually just posted on social media that uh, that the Toronto municipality or councillors voted to ban handguns. And that's not really the answer to the problem. And then she got basically booted off Facebook. Hmm. Yeah, so somebody reported her account and they looked at it and, you know. <laughs> they deleted it, though. They, they didn't just, like, ban her or, like, put her on a timeout. They deleted the account. They deleted it. So she had to prove that she was who she was. Wow, man. Savage. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next one, Adriel, do you want to talk about this yeah, one? It's a, it's a little video clip that's uh, making its rounds. I think I found this one on, t- well, I didn't find it on Twitter, but it is on Twitter. And it's, uh, it's a little video of some, someone in the crowd asking the Toronto City Council, uh, so what, what do you have to do to buy a gun in Toronto? And silence. And then someone's like, Nobody oh, knew. Um, I mean, I'll have to d- defer to this person and then silence. Nobody knew. Nobody has any idea. Oh, what but they still voted 21 to two that they should actually ban mm-hmm. them because they didn't know. And they also don't know how many guns were that were illegal guns were used in commission of a criminal act. They don't yeah, know. Don't care. Yeah. They don't yep. want to do something effective. They want to do something. It's the appearance of doing something that matters in politics. Not whether or not it's effective, not whether or not it works, as long as you're seen to be doing something so that you can get votes. That's the only thing that matters. Yeah, yeah so, I don't know. It's a very Leftist. funny clip. If you, if you want to find it, I'll, I'll chuck it into the show notes. It's uh, Please funny do. Funny or make me want to hurl? Uh, well, oh. for you, probably make you want to For me, like sitting comfortably in Alberta, it, it, it makes me laugh. No. <laughs> Speaking of Alberta, oh, yeah. why don't we have in the news... The news from Alberta today with the uh, motion that was pa- presented or tabled in the house uh, in your previous yeah, we don't, we So don't go ahead, talk to that. What happened stuff. today? Uh, we just passed a motion saying that Alberta supports the lawful use of firearms for hunting and sport use. And sport use. Don't forget that one. Because the federal government seems to have right. forgotten about that one. If you're not actively trying to ban them, doesn't it? I mean, this is... This is um, our side uh, virtual signaling. This yeah. is our yeah. this is our virtual mm-hmm. signaling. Yeah, very much. And it absolutely it's is. It's, it's, it won't actually well, do what, anything. What is this? No, what? it won't do a thing. They're already legal. And you're not trying to ban them. So just you're, the fact that you're not trying to ban them means you support the legal use of 
right. firearms. So, but what does it mean? Well, last not last week, the week before when I was on, also New Brunswick, right? They sent out the Ministry of uh, Natural Resources, right? Well, that yeah, yeah that's, that's different. This is going to do law. something, Kelly. That is an I amendment. Know, but it's still. It's an amendment to the Wildlife Act to allow Sunday hunting all year instead of just during the last three Sundays of the year. Hello, positive. Very positive. Are you and like? <laughs> I ahead. believe you will see. Um, well, it's not virtual signaling. It's actually something that's going to change. But right. I mean, I'm not. You know, I'm not being critical of what Alberta's doing, but let's not kid ourselves. That's what it is. It's virtual signaling just from our side for a change. Oh, it's probably not a bad thing because, like, there, there's been no, there's been so many city councils saying like we we pass a motion right. we want to ban handguns. It's like, well, you can't. So right on my way back from Ottawa this weekend, I was listening to the radio and I heard the doctors for gun control message. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just and I got Spin angry. Doctors for gun control, right? Because I know that we wouldn't be able to actually put anything on to counter that. Yeah, absolutely. It's discriminatory. It's not fair. Right. Um, and if we tried and they said no, do we have grounds for action? And do we take that? That's a question that needs to be Sometimes trying around. and being told no is something that you can use for PR. Say, we tried. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it's like, we didn't have it in the budget. We weren't going to do it anyways. <laughs> that they banned us they stopped us from doing this (laughs) yep bad bad people Mm -hmm. but But. it it was kind of actually hashtag we're not bulletproof like i'm going you're spreading actual lies and people who have no knowledge are believing this bull well i'm not bulletproof but i'm also not angry it should make you angry it should make um the everyday Canadian citizen angry when they discover that they're being lied to. Yeah. And they're going to be charged a crap ton of money. Even if it doesn't affect you and you realize that the powers that be are lying to you, then you, if you're halfway intelligent, you stop and ask yourself for a second, what else have they been lying to me about? Question everything and everyone over 30. That should be, you know, uh, I didn't, I mean, I had my eyes open to it very early on. I was involved in a court case and when I would be in court and hear one thing and then hear the media's portrayal of the events that night and they were there too and they were portraying things and saying things that weren't true. I was like, what the hell? And then it just like my eyes opened up in my very early twenties. Wow. I was there. They were there. And yet they reported things that weren't true. What else have they been lying to me about my entire life? Huh? Wow. There you go. I would say something, but it's mean. (laughs) (laughs) I never stopped it before. (laughs) Behave. All right, moving on. New gun stuff. Adriel, take it away. You bet. Uh, Cabela's. So there's a Black Friday coming up. Uh, If you're watching live, that means you should probably stay up until midnight and check out what some of the different sales are going to be. Cabela's has a couple. Uh, Their Black Pack 223 is probably going to be the cheapest 223 that's going to be on sale. Uh, with the federal rebate, it's going to come to thirty-six cents around afterwards. That's pre-tax, so if you're in one of those crappy provinces that taxes the heck out of other citizens, uh, you'll be paying more. Uh, they've also uh, Cabell's is going to have the Chinese SKSs for one eighty-nine, which is what? pretty good. Pretty good for an SKS. Who's got SKS for one eighty-nine? I need to buy one oh, of those. Chinese. Yeah, absolutely. You do. Hello. Do it. Mm-hmm. Midnight, huh? I would buy one, but I already got a couple of SKSs and just buying another so? one because it's like 
$30 cheaper than usual seems like a, a bad idea for me. No, that's no, no, no. That's, that's almost like $100 cheaper than usual once you put tax into it. I mean, they're 250 now. 300 for a Russian, 250 for a Chinese. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's a dude on CGN right now selling a, a crate mm-hmm. of Russian, um, all matching numbers, yada, 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 except for one. He claims that they've never been issued. I did the math on the crate, and he wants like $433 Ooh. per rifle. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to do that either. Uh, anyways. I think I'm going to stay up all night and drink all this coffee. Cheap SKSs. Cheap SKSs. If you drink all that coffee, you'll have no choice but to stay up all night. I know, right? Okay. I've also got Savage 12 FVs. These are the, the heavy barrel Savages. They've got them for four nineteen. I was looking at that. What are the what are the axis go for these days? Four or five hundred bucks? I think they they're much. not cheap anymore. Because the Axis no, two gotta... uh you might have the Axis one. The Axis two with the Accu trigger costs more. Mm-hmm. Quite oh, a bit yeah, more. It does, yeah. yeah. Well, we've got some on sale at the shop. How much are they? Three fifty? Uh, yeah. This is a twelve FE, this is a heavy barrel. Uh, three oh eight or six five Creedmoor for four nineteen. Do it. So like, I didn't put PRS for our main topic later on, but like, if if you need to get into PRS for like like poverty Cheap. pricing, four nineteen for a yeah. six five four Creed or six five Creedmoor. Whew. That's really good. Yep. This next one makes me cry because of a voice message, a voicemail on my phone yesterday. The Nanook cases are 50% off, up to 50% off at hardcases.ca. So Dan left a voicemail. Mm-hmm. Dan Demers is their rep. Yep. Super nice guy. He was in Kingston last night. I was, was kind of yeah. sad. Yeah, I was kind of sad that he, he just stopped in Kingston for dinner, though. Yeah, like, he did. Hello. He, he pictures from dinner. Yeah, he could have invited me. I know, He's right? He's a keg, right? Yep. So he, so he left me a voicemail back in July. I don't use my home telephone. I don't answer it. I don't call on it. It's there because it's part of a package. And it's nice to have a landline in case, you know, the Cylons attack and the cell towers go down. Maybe I'll still have a phone on my landline, right? And um, anyway, it decides to check the most recent voicemail that came in. And there were voicemails there going all the way back to July. So I listened to them all and deleted them all. Um, You're like me. Including the text messages that my sister sent my home phone. Sweet. <laughs> no. Are they in a robo voice? <laughs> you guys. Okay, you're talking. Now, remind me when the show's over, I'll tell you what the content of the text message okay. was. So you got a, a, a message. message from Dan in July. What was it? Um, yeah, if I send you something like $10,000 worth of uh, nano cases for SummerSlam, can we get like the full-on baller pimp treatment? And I never returned his phone call, so I missed out on that deal. Oh, no. Yeah, I immediately Facebooked him. You need to actually apologize big time. I did, and uh, (laughs) said, here's my cell number. If ever you want to give away thousands of dollars worth of stuff again, please call my cell, not my house. I don't even know where you got my home number. So, anyway, Stacy, if you're listening and it's in the brochure, we're taking it out. Um, yeah, but nano cases are awesome. I have several. They're fantastic. I have yeah. one yep. I that one. I just got that I love, and I'm going to get another one. I know. I even need one with wheels so I can 
blow my crap in it. Both mine have wheels, and it's amazing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, if you have uh, 303, uh, Ooh, FOC has more. SMB 303 for 439 for 400 rounds. So just, just slightly over a buck a round. Wow, brass case, 180 grain. Oh, man. That's stanky. That's good. That's really good. $440 for 400 rounds, down from 500 bucks. So if you can't be bothered to reload, just uh, just get a, a box or, of 400. Right. Or if you want to get into reloading and want to have 400 pieces of match head stamp brass, mm. you're in. Ooh, someone on the YouTube comments is mentioning that uh, there's a there's a, a savage rebate right now, maybe seventy five US. Oh, that makes that gun very much worth it to buy. I'll be buying one of those tonight. Okay, okay. it's gonna be a two gun night. Two gun yep. night. Uh, let's oh, see. Uh, sale has some Marlin seven ninety fives on sale for one sixty nine. Thanks, Brian. Uh, they are in-store only, not online, and only some of the stores, so you got to find which ones. But 170 for a uh, Marlin 795 is very good. Oh, wait a second. Yeah? And now, where's where where sale out of? Quebec. Okay, no, don't care. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, supporting Quebec retailers. No, sale is the national. Uh, somewhere east of Manitoba. I don't know. Okay, All we right. have the we have lots here in in Ontario as well. You do? Okay. Oh yeah. That's that's cheap. Um, I haven't seen them this cheap since I got into guns when they were one hundred and forty nine dollars uh, at Cabela's, and then they jumped up to one sixty nine. Now, if I was going to buy a gun tonight at that price, it would be this one. That's a fantastic price. Mm-hmm. It's the most accurate semi-automatic twenty two. It's as accurate as many bolt actions or better. Yeah, the only thing I don't like about the 795 is the magazine and the fact that it sticks out. Oh yeah, their er- their ergonomics are, are crap. Well, the bolt uh, release the is the bolt release on it is way better than the the 1022. It's like a it's it's basically a bad lever. Yep. It's bad. It's sweet. Yep. You it's can get baller. 25 round mags for it. Um yeah. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Tundra Supply also has some uh, some pretty good stuff. That's where I was going to get that uh, if they have it. <laughs> if they're not like stormed, they, those Mossberg Plinksters for one twenty nine is what they've got them for. That's why I want to get one. I've got a coupon too because I won one at a three gun match. So it makes it don't do it. it. Makes it. You're telling me not to do it, but you know I'm going to do it. I know. Yeah. Do it. There you do go. It. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, Canada Canada Ammo's working on making some cheap lead core 762 by 39 There's a lot of ranges that won't let you shoot uh, uh, anything with a bullet that will stick to a magnet because they're scared it's going to be steel core. Most of the time, it's like steel jacket. They use like a mild steel on the jacket, which doesn't do any damage to the targets really, and it's not really much of a difference compared to copper. But uh, yeah, so they're going to make some lead core stuff, which won't stick to a bullet to a bullet. Or sorry, to a magnet. The case magnet. will though. The case is going to be steel case. So yeah. some ranges are uh, overbearing with the rules, and if anything sticks, you can't use it. Some of them they just go on the bullet. So little. if they could just go on the bullet, this one will be fine because the bullet won't. They stick. made a bunch of um, non-corrosive ammo a little while back. You remember that? And it was stupid cheap. Mm-hmm. It was 
four hundred dollars a thousand or something. You could buy it like ten thousand at a time. Do you remember that? It was called Dominion. Yeah, they. I you think they used pull down, full metal. pull down components with it or something like that. Uh, no, I thought it was newly manufactured stuff. It's, so I, mean, I might be mistaking it, but I thought they they do it was steel case, not lacquered. I still have some downstairs. They made it both in full metal jacket and in jacket hollow point. I got it right here. This this was it here. Oh, that's pull down because that looks like straight up uh, Russian or Czech uh, steel case. Bullet, you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The case says LGW. Does it have a number on it? Uh, nope. Huh. And it was sold by Canon Ammo under the name Dominion, which is one of their like brand yeah. names. And uh, wow, yeah, lead core. Yeah. Cool. I mean, if you if you don't care about like a, a mild steel uh, bullet, uh, Tenda's got Barnall for three fifty per thousand, and that's non corrosive, non corrosive new, new manufacturer. Hmm. Uh, that's it for new gun stuff. Yep. All right. Cool. So let's jump into our main topic, and this week we're going to talk about the cheapest route possible to get into the shooting sports, whether it be IPSC, 3-Gun, Maple Seed, or ORPS. We're going to tackle each of those one at a time and try and, you know, convince the listeners that these things are accessible if you know how to navigate the system, let's say. So and you don't, you don't way, buy and rebuy and rebuy a couple of different times or yep. buy the wrong stuff that's not going to do the thing. I disagree. We're talking about the cheapest way to get in. And that's often going to involve buying something like Anarinko or Gersan. If you want to buy once, cry once, that's oh, we not, got three different three different is. opinions, so we can throw three different ways at all of these, right? Okay. So, um, when it comes to Ipsic, the air. So you need a gun, you need magazines, you need a belt, and you need ammunition. Starting with the ammunition. Unless you can find a super duper sale like Kelly just did, the cheapest way is to Kelly's, uh, Kelly's stuff some... was one fifteen grain, and that stuff won't make power factor. That Max Tech stuff no. won't make power factor. Sometimes it does. I, I've used that stuff doesn't. when I couldn't make power factor out of an F and S five inch. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, and maybe not that brand, but sometimes you can find a blowout sale on ammunition, yep. and if you're just getting in. You either need to do that, you need to look for the cheapest possible sale, or you need to make friends with somebody at your club that reloads. And then you need to find somebody like me that's going to feel sorry for you and give you a thousand pieces of brass or two thousand pieces of brass. And then you go out and you buy some powder and some primers and you have that buddy, you bring him a six pack, you give it to him when he's done reloading your ammo, not before, and you have your ammo reloaded for you. Bump some brass off somebody. And then go buy the powder, go buy the primers, go buy the bullets. Heck, cast your own bullets. If you really want to do it on the cheap, find somebody again in your club who's into casting bullets and get them to teach you how to do it and go and do it yourself. There's nothing cheaper than turning wheel weights into bullets. Now, I, I These think things that, can like, happen. Running cast bullets and, and reloaded and that kind of thing when, when on the absolute cheap, I think that's where you're going to run into some reliability issues and some issues with uh, 
those bullets not oh. being casted properly and having flashing on them or sizing or something like that. I wonder if, like, for a new person, like, if you had a brand, brand new person. It's easier a just to get manufactured. Just say, like, go buy a 200 pack of Blazer Brass and just run that stuff, 124 grain. I'm sorry. I thought it was the cheapest route possible. It is. And you okay. have your own interpretation, into. and I got my own interpretation, which makes it interesting. No, it's science. <laughs> it's science and it's math. Turning wheel weights into lead bullets is the cheapest thing you can Correct. do. Okay, now. what was the other piece? Cheapest? Yes, but to get into. Well, you need the bullets, and that's the cheapest yeah. way to get bullets. But it is probably somebody's not going to go and do all of that just to get into the sport. Maybe they don't like it. So. Nope. And and so it's not for everyone. If somebody in my area wanted to do it, they have access to people who have access to these things. So chances are this is not a viable uh, solution for you. But if it is, if you've got somebody who is experienced and can either do it for you or show you, that's the cheapest. Mm-hmm. Followed by just buying the components and making your own, followed by buying ammo on sale. Right. Those are your cheapest things. Yeah. Now. Holster, mag pouches, you've got a couple of different options. This, I will say, like what Adriel said a while ago, buy once, cry once. You can upgrade guns, but if you don't buy the right equi- the right belt and holster and pouches, you're going to buy something that either doesn't work or doesn't last. Now, people upgrade their belt and stuff all the time. All of a sudden, they don't like CR speed pouches and they want to upgrade to double alpha pouches or they want to upgrade to ghost pouches, whatever. You can scour the internet for quality used stuff. So you could, instead of buying a brand new belt, brand new pouches, buy someone who has a belt that's X, um, that's uh, no longer needed. Buy something from someone who's getting out of the sport. Uh, yeah, when some, I got in, I sometimes got. Sometimes you you find those guys on CGN that are they are selling the whole kit, the belt, yep, the whole yeah, that's the mags, the mag pouches, the gun. You can get it all Multiple. at pretty good pricing because all that stuff costs like it adds up, right? Dude, listen to this. When I got in, what happened was someone left the sport, so one of the guys in the club bought him out in hopes that somebody new would come in and they would be like, "Here, Trevor, here it is, all one shot." Put this I on. Got it. You ready Put this for this? On. <laughs> Yeah, I got the range bag that I still use today. This is back going back 2011. I got the range bag, a Sierra Speed belt with Sierra Speed pouches, and a Sierra Speed race holster. Mm-hmm. Five magazines and a Glock 34 that already had a trigger. Sorry, Glock 35 that already had a trigger job on it for eleven hundred dollars. Nice. Yep, that's good. Hard, hard to beat that. So the other way you could go is there's a lot of airsoft ipsic gear out there some of it good some of it not good it's very important to ask questions before you buy something you don't know how many times i someone sends me a link to a product and says i just bought this is it good you did you did that out of order that's that's what they do you send me the link i think they buy it first and then they go google it to see if it's any good like or, or like the guy the other night you were doing a video about um, that KDX I forget rifle. what it was. KDX rifle, and somebody's like, "What's the best pump action shotgun in Canada?" <laughs> kind of unrelated to this particular video. Anyway, um, when it comes to the airsoft stuff, holsters, me, 
I've got one. Still have it in the drawer. Modified it to work with a Glock. Mag pouches, good. Muffin's still running a set of airsoft mag pouches. That's what I'm running. Uh, Two sets. Two the belt. Sets. There you go. So the mag, chances are the Sierra Speed airsoft pouches are made in the same company as the Sierra Speed regular Ipsic pouches. I think actual I can't the tell plastic the is different because you had yours at my place and I compared them side by side with mine and the, pla- the plastic yeah. on yours felt quite a bit better. Okay. And yet you still have yours yeah, going without any problem. <laughs> right? so, it's a finished thing. So if you get the right ones, Ipsic uh, Airsoft mag pouches may be great, but do not buy an Ipsic Airsoft belt. Correct. That's where you notice the difference in quality. When it comes to a, an Ipsic belt or a three-gun belt, you want the stiffest belt possible. Double Alpha is the best. Ghost, then Sierra Speed. That's the hierarchy I go. Um, so try and either, either find one that's used but still in good condition or um, buy a brand new one. Now, I just took a brand new belt to the shoemaker to have the Velcro replaced because the Velcro yeah. on there was... Yeah. So it wasn't good right from the factory. Hmm. It looks like some kind of knockoff belt, but it is super stiff. But the Velcro was garbage. So um, I actually tore the Velcro off for moving some mag pouches one time. And uh, yeah, he's replacing the Velcro for me. So these things can be uh, rejuvenated. <laughs> yeah. So, But they're like, uh, a belt's 50 bucks. Buy the buy a good belt for 50 bucks. Don't buy the $20 one off eBay. Cause, uh, can you get a Ipsic belt for 50 bucks? What's that? You, where can you get a good Ipsic belt for 50 what bucks? What do the double right ones go for on MD Gardner? <laughs> He's selling his own brand. And they're on par with double alpha, but they're not double alpha. If you buy a real double alpha, you're going to spend probably by the time you get it into 70. Canada, a hundred bucks. Hundred. He he had done no. He has double alpha pro belts for seventy five. Yeah. MD Gardner. Yeah. Seventy five. So what's seventy five plus tax and shipping? Hundred bucks? I don't know. It's, it's uh, yeah, not fifty bucks. Yeah. Well, I bought right. mine a while ago. Yeah. So, yeah, unfortunately, these things go up. Now, his premium belt here. Um, that's the one that I had to replace the Velcro on, or is it? No, that's the one I'm using on a different setup. It is a good belt. Yeah, the blue, the blue and black double alpha one below. That's the one that uh, is very similar to the one that I had to get the Velcro replaced on. Yeah, so it's seventy five dollars plus tax and shipping. So it's a hundred dollars for a double alpha belt all day. Yeah. So, uh, CR speed belt way more affordable than that. So, um, and then gun, same thing. Buy a used gun and buy a, a gun with an excellent reputation rep, reputation that's going to last. Um, you can pick up. I used Shadow One for six hundred and fifty dollars if you look hard enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can't buy a brand new Glock for that. And you're better off buying a used Shadow One for six hundred and fifty bucks than you are buying uh, a brand new MMP. Well, what about this? What about uh, if you've got the money, the Shadow One, because that's good enough to uh, you're not you're not leaving anything on the table there for uh, for hitting up a match or anything like that. If you Not don't have the money, a used MP is going to be four fifty these days, and that's going to be the kit right. with the holster 
and yep. a mag pouch that holds two mags, which is not really that useful. But at least the holster. <laughs> and three yep. mags, right? And then when you're done with that one, because you bought it used, you're going to take it out, shoot it. You're not going to modify it. You're just going to take it out and shoot it. And then once, you're d- when, once you want to upgrade, you're going to take it and sell it for exactly what you paid for it. Because pistols yep. don't really depreciate. Once, once you buy used, the depreciation is not going to be there anyways, right? You're not going to wear it out. Yeah. The only reason the Shadow 2 is down in price, or the Shadow 1 is down in price, because the Shadow uh, 2 is down for so long. So, yep. you know, you buy a Shadow, you could buy uh, a Shadow 2, and you're not losing a lot on that when you resell it. Mm-hmm. And if you buy that, this, what you just said about the M&P also applies to the Shadow 1. If you buy a Shadow 1 today for $650, you take your black badge, you shoot a year of Ipsic, and you decide next year you want to upgrade to Tanfo or say, I don't know, Phoenix Redback, you can certainly do that, and you'll still get your 650 out of your yep. Shadow 1. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice buying guns that their used price is their used price pretty much no matter what, and a Shadow 1, that's going to be the used price. As long as you don't dick around with it and, and modify it and that kind of thing, just leave it stock and just shoot it, it's going to be worth yep. that when you sell it. You generally don't Absolutely. get any money out of accessories and that kind of thing, or mods. No. No, no, you don't get your money back out of that stuff. So, like, uh, let's say my Dan Wesson. I took all the factory parts off of it, put them in the box, and put a bunch of STI parts on. I would be giving those STI parts away. Like my Tanfoglio, for example. I sold a 9mm Tanfoglio for um, about $100 less than what the retail price of the stock gun was, but filled with STI parts. I could have removed the SDI parts, put all the Tanfoglio parts on, and still got the same money for it. And just put those parts in a drawer for another build at another time. But I wanted the gun sold now. So somebody recognized that they were getting a gun and $500 worth of parts for free. Yeah. So, yep. um, you could probably get into So what, lo- what's your budget here? 800 to 1000 bucks, and, and you're done. You're in. Yeah. And... You know, and if you're in no hurry, you can buy everything used. If you're a picky shopper and wait and bide your time, right? Put a couple low ball so. offers out there on CGN. Yeah, not low ball, Classic. but like lower, lower than what they're asking. Yeah, yeah. All they can mm. do is, you know, well, that's not true. They can just not reply. But um, another cheap route is the if you want to shoot Classic Division, you get a ten. You get a um, a Norinco mm-hmm. 1911. They work. They're like the Norinco AR-15. They're rough, but they work. They won't really Marcel, drop the mags the best without... Like, you'll. that's one you'll have to mess around with. Completely fixable. Yeah, it's all fixable, I mean, but you, ha- you have to put it into time, right? Well, we've done nothing to Marcel's magazine release. Mm-hmm. It's the factory magazine release. I cross-threaded a new button on there to, to extend it for him and just like, oh, this is one thread pitch, this is another one. Eh, Loctite. I jammed it in there. It's what redneck, the hell? It's up redneck Loctite yeah. when you when you cross thread it. Right. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. But it's never needed an ounce of tuning. We bought the Brownell nineteen eleven single stack mags, which are basically Dawson's. Mm-hmm. You put them side by side, you cannot tell the difference except for the color. Uh we didn't have to do a thing to it. So some of them just work. Sweet. And the ones yeah. who don't Find yourself a 1911 pistol smith and have them tune it up for you. Constantly and though. they're 300 bucks. Yeah. yeah. 
don't don't get Andy to tighten your slide though. <laughs> don't do that. So yeah. So when it comes to three gun Adriel, I think a lot of the things that we said with regards to accessories and ammunition, same thing. Yeah. I think for your for your rifle things? mag pouches, just get the blade blade tech double because you can fit two on there. There's a couple of airsoft rifle mag pouches out there, but typically the things that they fail at is uh, is good retention or adjustable retention. But what you mentioned there uh, was the uh, the knockoff Ipsic uh, pistol pouches. Those have retention on each pouch, and that's really nice to be able to adjust retention on each different pouch so that you, your magazines come out with the right uh, amount of retention. Three-gun, it's it gets cut pretty critical because you're running across a field or into a car or whatever, and you need your stuff to stay on you. Uh, so again, having the adjustability on there is really nice. I would say for holster on three gun, that uh, Safari Land 579 is like the ticket. And the ticket, the ticket twice over, because you can use it with your Glock or your MMP to start with, or a Shadow or whatever else, and uh, and keep changing guns and still stick with the same holster, uh, which is actually going to uh, hold true with your pistol uh, pouches as long as you get adjustable ones, and your rifle pouches will just stick with AR AR mags, right? Um, I would say start in limited, get a just get a, a red dot, slap it on top of a Smith and Wesson MMP. Uh, 15 and uh, away you go. Oh. Yep. Or again, you can find yourself a used Norinco AR 15. And those are reliable and just as good. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I would say, like, there right now the are... price difference isn't like it's about the same. So shop around. Yeah. Yep. Take a look. When the market is hot, then you're going to end up looking for a used Norinco. But when the market isn't hot, yeah. Now, right now, how would you describe the market with all the, you know, are people selling or I buying? I haven't seen any change in prices, which is, I, I've expect, yeah. I, I was looking for a change in prices to, <laughs> to take advantage of it, either lower or higher, but it's like, it's all the same right yeah. now. I'm glad people are just chilling out. Yeah. It's good. There's no need to panic in either direction. Mm-hmm. Now, but if you put your. Uh, on three gun, some people try to run a, a chest rig to save money uh, to start with, and that's a mistake. That is a huge mistake. A chest, like a, a, a vest, it'll hold all your stuff, but it'll do a terrible job of holding all of it. Like your pistol mags and your pouches, you know, they're all going to be a pain in the butt to get to. They're all going to be way slower than running them off your belt. Uh, sure. But if it's the cheapest way and it gets you in, I you already don't. have it. Hmm. You'll need to run a belt for your holster anyways. Don't run a thigh rig. Uh, don't run a textile holster. So you need a belt anyways. So if you've got a belt, uh, and you're going to get those uh, eBay pistol pouches, mag pouches, uh, and your eBay or your Blade Tech rifle pouch, you might as well run it. You might as well run a belt. By the time you get it, like a vest is going to be like 60 75 bucks. It's going to hold all that stuff terribly. And you're not going to use it afterwards. It's literally going to sit like I have one, and it sits in my closet and does absolutely nothing. And I never use it. Right. But you did use it in a match, and it worked, but it was slow. I used it in a uh, service rifle, rifle CQB clinic. Right. So I'll give you $25 for it, and I'll be able to shoot a match. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, because you still need to hold your shot shells. Now what are you going to do about that? Put them in your pockets, I guess. Put them in my pocket? Yeah. Pocket, Ooh. pouch. Ooh. 
30, 30 shotgun shells in your pocket. So that's like we ugly. just want somebody to come out and shoot Adriel. <laughs> Tacom. If you if you're gonna if you want like the cheapest shot shell carriers, just get Tacom uh, shell carrier or get the uh, FMA airsoft ones. Those are okay enough to run, and they're cheap. What's cheap? Uh, I bought mine too long ago to even comment. I don't know what. There was a time when you could find everybody dumping their APA four by four. Yep. There's because still people dumping those. Going to quad, yeah. Right? Because yeah. people are going to quad mm-hmm. loads. So again, scour the internet for used equipment. When someone's upgrading, that's the time to scoop in and get a good deal. Yeah. Or when they die. Yep. That's uh, <laughs> apparently I prey on widows, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Pulled out by the captain. Yeah. What about yeah. uh, what about maple seed, Kelly? Okay, so uh, my recommendation, you know, you can look at either a bolt gun or a semi-automatic. I would actually, if you want to get in and do a nice introduction is actually always nice to be able to do well. Uh, So I would say get a semi as opposed to a bolt action because people do get frustrated when they're trying to run a bolt and trying to put all everything that we've just talked about all together. So start with a price difference, right? You can get cheap semis. There's one on sale right now. So. It's not okay. a money thing. I don't think nope. you can get a so, cheaper. Like, is there another? Is there a cheaper bolt action than that one seventy nine Marlin uh, seven ninety five? No, that's semi yeah. seven ninety five. Yeah, the Marlin seven ninety five is one of the recommendations I'd have. Uh, the only different, the only thing that I would say about that is the mag. It sticks mm-hmm. out, and people have a bit of an issue with that as well. So if that. Like when you rest your hand on on your rifle, it seems to cut in a little bit, and people get frustrated on, about that too. So it can cause uh, we, reliability issues if you like torque on the. the yeah, magazine. so if you're pushing on it, it means that sometimes you will get um, failures to feed, different things like that too. So uh, the Remington five nine seven is another one. It's a little bit more flush, and again, it's pretty cheap. Um, if you want to get a little, a little bit more reliability and also flush um, flush mags, we most of the stuff that we run is the ten ten twenty two. Those are the ones that I recommend. So if somebody is always asking, what should I get for a rifle for for maple seed? Um, those are the ones that I recommend because one, they're cheap, and two, you can get into it, and they're pretty reliable, pretty accurate. Uh, they're accurate enough for so, you that is right. It's the problem, right? Um, if you do want to go with a semi, though, I always suggest people you know go with a Savage Mark too. Again, it's pretty cheap. And if they're gonna go with a bolt, or sorry, did I say sorry bolt? Did I say yeah. semi? Yeah, okay, so bolt. Go with the the savage mark too. Um, Megs, uh, you and two fed. Please no, God no. Uh, as well as, <laughs> but you you can just get one of these uh, one of these things over here, right? They, 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 yeah, no, no. no. just okay. no. Get it. Don't even right. bring it. Um, yeah, so. Stay home. <laughs> Just stay home. Like, don't show up to an instant match with a revolver. Don't take a tube fed to a maple seed. Especially if you don't have any speed letters. I love you guys, but please, I'll just look at it and I'll say, here, take my rifle. Yeah. Uh, what else? Magazines. Uh, we always suggest you bring two, but that means you have to bring four because you know what happens with two magazines. You, f- you find you out lose that one, one doesn't and- feed. 
Right. So one doesn't feed. The other one you lose. You can't find it. Whatever. It falls over the firing line and you're not going to go and retrieve it while they're in the middle of uh, the course of fire. So, um, yeah. So we recommend you have at least four of them. Slings. Uh, so we have learner slings. Uh, Adriel did a fantastic job of making uh, some... Just Some like really cheap so. nylon just slings. Like just like a hundred slings. <laughs> yeah. Ish. So there are there are YouTube videos on how to make these slings really really cheap, but you can also order ours online too. Except for we don't have any, but we will after Christmas because we're getting our delivery then. So we have, we're going to have a crap ton. You don't have to have anything high tech. All you need is just a two point sling that you can make a cup with a loop sling and an H bar. Uh, like there's a lot of slings out there that don't have the 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 stuff yeah. you need. Magpul's got that. Right. Uh, what's theirs called? Rifleman. Rifleman yeah. sling. And then uh, yeah. there's there's some of the the M1 Grand USGI slings on eBay and that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, and you can get them pretty cheap. So either on eBay, there is also on Amazon.ca, there's a couple that are there too. The USGI one is there. I do know that, but they don't have them all the time. Marstar as well has it. Um, Not all the time, though. Uh, We have them, but not all the time. So as I said, you can go and do also the research where you can actually get them made. Or you can actually get a loaner from us, take the maple seed, and figure out if you like it or not, and then go and buy one, because you're going to like it anyways. Ammo, well... Here's the deal. So most people, match, let's be honest, match most ammo, people, right? That like because it's yeah. It's a match. So I take my match. I'm going to actually make a suggestion with that as well. So if you're going to a maple seed, and just like you're not going to be bringing your tube fed, you're not going to bring things like the, I don't know, Winchester um, Wildcat, Thunder. Yeah, God, please no. Um, or the bucket of bull, or the bucket of bullets, or the um, the Remington is a sponsor of ours, so thank you. Um, but if you want to be able to have because of reliability, your concern is reliability. You, it's not the accuracy yeah. difference; it's the reliability that you get out of it. Yep, yeah. reliability. But you're also going to go and buy a few different boxes of stuff, and you're going to test it through that particular rifle because each. Rifles are finicky, especially twenty two. Mm-hmm. So uh one of the pieces of advice I saw recently on Gun Nuts was uh somebody was talking about Maple Seed, he was gonna be participating or he had been participating and uh he said, Well, what do I need for ammo? And the guy goes, You take whatever, it's flinking, man. Um, no. <laughs> Don't take whatever, just go and test it through your rifle. So there was a lot of people who responded with some good good comments and then there's some people who I just going don't give yeah. um, don't give uh, advice to somebody if you don't know what the heck you're talking about. It doesn't have to be match um, so, ammo. You don't need like match. No, it doesn't have to be reliable. Okay, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be Ely, although Ely's fantastic. It doesn't have to be you know, just something that's going to work reliably through your rifle. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's it. Cool. That's all you really need. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing I forgot: uh, shotgun for three gun. You mentioned like uh, volt action versus semi. Uh, for three gun, oh, yeah. uh, get a used eight seventy every day. Just get a yeah. used eight seventy. The lifter is really nice to load against, uh, and you can chuck a tube on there easily. Yeah, that's the problem with the Mossberg five hundred. I prefer a Mossberg five hundred for the lifter and the loading, but typically Mossberg five hundred 
don't allow a tube to go on. You got to switch out to like a five ninety, and, and then, then you're above the price of a used eight seventy. It's like a it's like a rectangle, right? Like with the the Mossberg, it's yep. it's got like a, a cavity that's like a a rectangle. It's not actually better than that lifter because the lifter gives you a little bit of a slanted angle to feed the shells down into the uh, tube. So I prefer dual and quad loading with an eight seventy over a Mossberg. You find that you got that like that that lifter almost acts like a feed ramp for yep. you. Exactly. I always yep. just thought the way that the spring pushes down and pushes back, it knocks the shells out of your hands. No, nope. oh, I prefer having a lifter to to force against and guide the shells down. Um. And then, yeah, same thing. You buy a used 870 just to turn around and sell it afterwards when you get, like, your fancy uh, Benelli M2 or whatever kind of crazy uh, three-gun shotgun you get. Mm. Luke's Luke's disputing and saying Thunderbolts were reliable. Thunderbolts are... Luke got lucky, man. Those Thunderbolts are crap. Yeah. (laughs) Luke, shoot shoot them every weekend, Luke. Not once a summer and then come back and talk to us. Well... Uh, it can be all right. I've got you know what the the worst ammo match. I've got by far right now. Winchester Wildcats. I've got a bunch of that Federal Auto Match that is horrible. Oh, God, yeah, oh it's horrible. so bad. It's, it's 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 Auto Match. It's supposed to be good, but nah, it's been terrible for me. Oh, I've got so many. I've got like thousands of rounds of it too. Because remember when I got that stuff on deal, I paid four cents a round for that twenty two ammo. So I got I I like cleared cleared their shelf off. Anyways, of course you did. I I, I digress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, would I? Uh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say. Um, yeah. No, if you see a good deal, you you buy a lot of it. But if you don't know it's gonna work, it's you just waste it. That's pointless. Well, no. If I'd... you get shoes that are on sale that don't fit, what was the maybe point? for other people? But for me, it's fine because I will eventually have a rifle that will run that. I run through enough guns. I will eventually have a gu- have a gun, probably like a bolt action, something something with a, a decent striker, uh, a decently like hard uh, uh, strike on the rim, and it'll be fine. That's been my yeah. issue so far. Awesome. Anything else, Kelly? Before we jump into ORPS? Uh, no. Uh, all I just want to say is, yeah, please, God, for the love of God, don't bring a Kui single shot or a tube fed or yeah, that's about it. And I would like Thanks. to add, read the emails that were sent to you, please. Because we please do. Sugar on as top as an organizer, Trevor beseeches you. <laughs> please read the emails. Uh, yes. <laughs> please. Please. And please, I will please. look you in the eye when you ask me a question and say, that was in the email. I'll, I'm that guy. Because after you get asked the same question over and over that you've already answered preemptively to save time, you get jaded and tired. So, read your freaking emails. Okay, ORPS, my suggestion, <laughs> used equipment, production. Stay in production, and there's a cap. You don't have to go all the way to the cap, but you can stay way under the cap by staying in production and buying used equipment. I got a, after tax and shipping, almost a $600 scope from Adriel for a lot less than that. And you certainly don't need to go that route. Like I started off with, uh, you wouldn't be a hundred dollar because production huh? optics have to be under the cap MSRP. Yes. So Your screaming yeah, deal. So in production, you could use yeah. that. You could still use that scope. That diamond back is uh, allowed in production because of the MSRP price. Is it? 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, have yeah, to watch your MSP RP anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Would you go for a but, bolt or a semi? I haven't shot it. I haven't actually shot an ORPS match yet, so I don't know how precise the I targets are. The um, times are generous enough that you can do it with a bolt. I've been beat by a bolt on a couple of occasions. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Trevor's beat me at the the last match of the year by one one hit. By the way, still beat you though. I know winning is winning. Whether yeah. you win by an inch or you win by a mile, it doesn't actually say that on the score sheet that he beat me by one. Actually, it does. Mm-hmm. It does say that. Okay, I digress. Um, bolt. It doesn't matter. Because uh, get what you want. You the only reason why I mean, uh, cost wise, get get what's cheap. You're trying to get in on the cheap. Get a Narinko bolt. Doesn't doesn't matter. You can do the sport with either one. I don't like to disrupt my natural point of aim, but you don't always get to acquire a nice natural point of aim in RPS because you're in awkward positions. So uh, I'm indifferent. Get get what you can afford. If you can afford a semi and you prefer a semi, get that. If it means I either buy this bolt or I don't get in, buy the bolt. We're trying to do it on the cheap, so sometimes bolts are cheaper. But get something that uh, is quick and easy to reload. You know, mm-hmm. don't get something that is obscure and you'll never find a magazine for. Did they Sorry, have, like, I believe they're called clips. Twenty two world. Do they have max uh, round counts in ORPS? Like, do you just need like one ten round clip? It's ten per stage. No, it's ten per stage. So sometimes it's like shoot these three targets with two rounds each. That's six, and then make up your four somewhere else, kind of thing. Okay, so you don't need to reload, and you don't need twenty-five round mags or anything like that. It uh, sometimes it dictates what you're going to do. So uh, sometimes you do reload. Okay, all right. Uh, what kind of supporting materials do you need? Sling, bipod, bags, bags, which you can make yourself. Get a pair of jeans, sew them up, fill them with sand yep. or rice. Um, slings, yeah, which you can just make make one of your own homemade maple seed slings. So problem solved there. Bipod, get one off Amazon or eBay. Get some Chinesium for ten bucks. Run it till you break it. Won't take long. But yeah. do you have one of the? Uh, I got, I have both the Chinesium uh, Harris style and the Chinesium Atlas style. The Atlas one is going to break on me for sure, like right away. The The Harris one Let's has been taken for a while, for years. I got a UTG. Wouldn't you say that's Chinesium? Yeah, yeah. But like, which style is and it? Is it like the Harris style or Atlas I would, style? Or? I'd say it's Atlas style because I'm just not familiar with Atlas style, but I am familiar with my Harris, and it's not like my Harris. It doesn't have the springs on the side, yeah. you know, so uh, I guess I'll go. I don't know if it's Atlas, but it's not Harris. Okay. Okay. Ammo? Do you run fancy stuff? Oh, I certainly do. What would you recommend for someone just starting out? Just CCI standard velocity? Do you run high velocity? Nope. I would. You absolutely run high velocity because you're shooting a 22 to 100 in the wind, and you will suffer with standard velocity. So, get the best high, uh, hyper, super velocity, whatever ammo you can afford. Laser. Blazer twenty two. Yeah. But Blazer Blazer is a knockoff of standard. I don't think Blazer no, it's high, is it's fast high velocity. Enough. Blazer Blazer twenty two is, yeah. well, is high velocity. Is, and it's good. Mm-hmm. I get good results out of Blazer. So, Blazer twenty two ammo. Me too. It's CCI. Got it's no just, complaints. Uh, yeah, that's right. It's made by CCI. Mine. Yeah. Yours doesn't like the Blazer. Aguila. Aguila. Nope. Mm. I kind of like not having to handle lead. I like the copper uh, plated ones. 
I like copper plated as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Neat. Okay. okay. Cool. We, I think we All need right. four. Now, whenever someone yep. asks, like, what do I need to get into Ipsic or get into Three Gun or get into Papal Sea, we can just point them to this podcast at this part and they can just watch it. And yeah. We're all Go good. Back Why don't you make this one of those, you know. Oh, do the cut. What's long. the main topic? <gasps> Maybe I cut it anyways. We'll find out. Okay. Yeah. How you could make it, you could cut it into three uh, three or four sections, oh, right? Oh, one for each. Three or four things. smaller videos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. For the love of God, don't bring your cooey single shot. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Listener feedback YouTube version, other than all of us yelling at Luke for <laughs> recommending that ammo. Uh, Rick Crane oh. on, wanted to know if I talked about buying the gun back yet. Yes, anybody, he did. Anybody see any burning questions or comments? Uh, no, we've been covering them as we go. Thunderbolts are still yeah, crap, and so is automatic. We just we just, just ignited a, a, a war in the comments about ammo and twenty two yeah, ammo reliability. <laughs> yeah, and Brian Rance, I told him he was a beast because he's actually looking up all the deals for Black Friday. Yeah, for Black Friday right now, Savage A twenty two at Cabela's for two hundred ninety nine dollars mail in rebate. He says so. Mm-hmm. And um, Doug uh, Roddenbush, he was uh, talking about uh, Trevor, and he said that Trevor's old. Just basically, he said that. Um, I will fight you, Doug. Yeah, Trevor, your newfound you. humility and uh, is disarming, and a direct result of the degree of maturity attended it when you reach the age of fifty. He says, I'm "Not fifty. <laughs> You're sixty. I will fight you. <laughs> the whole idea is to get you disarmed. When you're not looking, then I'll sucker punch you in the back of the ear." Adriel also needs to adopt a standard response. Thought I was wrong once, but I was mistaken. And that's from yeah. him as well. I like so. that. Oh, I love Doug. Uh, what else are we getting there? Um, somebody told me it was a Brett. Brett says that the superlative gas block will actually do both. Yep. It will bleed off or choke off. So that's cool. I did not know. Um, yeah, what I did to test initially, I had a, a brand new unused gas tube. So I put the tube in the gas block and then screwed the screw all the way in and started to blow into the gas tube until, and then unscrewed it one click at a time until air started to come out the gas tube. Yeah. So cool. All right. Let's move into our regular listener feedback, which of course is brought to us by show sponsor Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full service gunsmith who specializes in firearm finishing. He offers hot bluing, park rising, Cerakote finishes, rust bluing, and wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms accessories, optics, and more at www.dcgunsmith.ca. Follow Armory DC Gunsmith on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Armory DC Gunsmith and also on Instagram forward slash Armory DC Gunsmith. And tomorrow is the Black Friday sale that we've been pimping. So be sure to go to the website, the Facebook, the Instagram to check out all the stuff that is on sale for Black Friday. First one comes to us from Travis. He says, hi, guys. Thought I'd throw out a question to chew on. Wasn't able to make it happen this past season, but hoping next year to break into Ipsic slash PCC Ipsic world, where uh, here in the Maritimes, complete my black badge course in the spring and be more involved in our shooting sports in general now that we're more settled here. The Ipsic bit will be all new to me, but the discipline looks similar to other competitions I've competed in, just with greater rule set 
using only a single type firearm or single firearm type. My question is this. To make my initial splash, what handgun should I buy slash trade slash borrow to start off with? Within reason, a, ph a Phoenix may be a bit of a stretch just yet. Something basic, upgradable, but easy enough to learn to shoot. Prefer probably or properly and consistently. The answer is a U Shadow One. Right. I have been I have been wanting and seem to be able to sufficiently shoot when I rent borrow one. A SIG 320. Well, no. I've owned two. It's not an Ipsic gun. However, my gut says I should choose a basic Glock. Mags would be conveniently interchangeable for my FX9 PCC. You're not wrong, as they are proven reliable and easy to shoot upgrade platforms. Or should I stick with my so far already unowned but and broken already in, owned already sure. owned and broken in super trusty Turkey Canic TP nine SA that I feel I can shoot reasonably well. Aftermarket bits are scarce to find and hard to find, and they haven't seemed to make much of a splash in the sporting world. Or is there another option I should consider? Appreciate any input. You guys do a great job every week. Look forward to listening and tuning in when I can. Keep up the good work and don't be afraid to run off script occasionally. That's where some of the best content comes from. Thanks, Travis. So I would start off with your with your Canic. When you talk about upgrades, remember it's a production gun. There's certain things you can and certain things you can't do. It's covered in the rule book. It's covered in the Black Badge Manual. One thing you're allowed to do now to your Canic is reduce the trigger weight to 3.5 pounds. As you said, good luck finding parts for a Canic to do that with. If you decided to replace the Canic, choosing a Glock is not a bad idea. You can upgrade the sights. There's a million different options, and they're all affordable. And you're allowed to tune the trigger on the Glock, provided it stays at a consistent 3.5 pounds. But why And bother? the aftermarket support. The aftermarket support, because he wants to, the aftermarket support for the Glock trigger is phenomenal. So you've got access and um, price for those parts. Um, so if you do decide to go with the Glock, because it would your Glock and your FX9 would share mags, that's brilliant. You can clean up the trigger. You can replace the sights. Holsters are, are, are plentiful. Mag pouches are plentiful. So actually, getting a Glock may be a good idea. Why not? Why but not if just you really want to? Why not just run the Canic for a little bit? Because he wants to be able to tune up the gun, and there are no parts to tune up the gun. One, then right. get a Shadow One and tune that up. Get a Shadow One. Yes. Sell the Canic. And the argument against the Shadow One is he would need a new set of mags. If he bought a, a Glock instead and learned to shoot it and tuned it, then he would need one set of mags for two guns. I support that plan. Mm, he's right. But Shadow mags are thirty dollars each. And nope. Yeah. Yet one time you found them for thirty dollars. Do you want me to find them again? Do you want me to find them again? Yes. Yes. Oh God! It, didn't How, you get them at Tenda? Yeah, uh, I'm sure that they're still selling them for twenty nine dollars. Okay. But then he still needs to buy Glock mags at forty bucks or forty five bucks for his FX nine. Twenty nine ninety nine for Mechgar Shadow One mags. He would need. Two sets of mag pouches, one for the shadow mags, one for the Glock mags. If he goes with the Glock, if he, yeah, if, if, it's one set of mags. If he's going to run TCC and run the run the FX9, yes. It's all Glock. Yeah. It's all Glock. Yeah. 
Yeah, if you're gonna shoot both, like I, I, I don't know where Travis is. If he's in uh, New Brunswick or, or whatever, you guys are running a bunch of PCC and pistol, and you're allowing people to run through both, right? If you can't if, do that, uh, you got to pick one. You got to pick running PCC or right. running the pistol. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, um, but you know, don't hold back. Don't let not having the Glock or the Shadow stop you from taking the black badge. As long as you got mags, holster. And pouches and an appropriate holster. Uh, take your black badge with the canic. Yeah. Don't let yep. you know. Don't let the fact that it's canic stop. Tyson yeah. from uh, Wolverine let... Supplies has been running a canic for his all his all his Ipsic shooting, and he's doing fine with it. <laughs> there you yeah. go. So you might reach out to Wolverine to find out if they can get some parts. Or Tower really? ask Tyson go go on Instagram, find him, and just be like, "Yo, what'd you do to your canic to to make it run?" Yep. Yep. Um, Tyson from Wolverine Supplies on Instagram. I'm remembering the right awesome. guy, right? All right. He's running. Uh, yeah. Yes, okay, you are. Good. Yeah. You are. Yep. Yep. Uh, who would like to take the one from Roy? I'll take it from Roy. He says, hi, folks. After eight weeks of paper shuffling back and forth, I finally got my first uh, own handgun. I've shot quite a lot of different club pistols. I bought a Shadow 2. Yes, I saved up and got a nice shooter. I would like to start to compete in some club-level dynamic matches style. I thought dry firing might be beneficial, but I don't want to learn bad techniques or strange habits. Uh, I have learned and practiced at the safety rules and even have had a bit of training by a certified instructor. Do you folks find any benefit in dry firing aids like the Mantis X or any other laser-type cartridges devices? Thanks, Roy. Not, not for where he's so, at right now. I would go take a course nope. or something first because those you're you're just you're not going to be able to diagnose your self diagnose your habits yeah. the, and what you're doing. The Mantis X is going to show you that you're making mistakes, but it's not going to show you how to correct them. And you may change your grip this way and that way to correct it, but it may still actually be wrong. It may lead to another problem that hasn't revealed itself in dry fire, but certainly will in live fire. So stay away from those things for now. Um, I have a version of the Mantis X. Don't even bother using it. I dry fire all the time. I've got kind of a training plan that works right now. Although, I was just going to say, uh, Matthew. Matthew loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he also doesn't practice or shoot much or train much. Great he loved thing. it, but, you know, he played with it for a couple hours and that's it. Um, I don't know any serious Ipsic shooters who use them for their dry fire. They're they're cute. They're fun at first. The novelty wears off fast. What you probably get more um, use out of is those little targets that you put on the wall and aim at. Absolutely. So the whole idea of the Mantis X is to teach you to press the trigger straight back without disrupting the pistol. You can get the same feedback from your front sight if you know what you're looking for. If you know what you're looking for. If you, yeah. Well, here's what you're looking for. When you press the front sight, when you press the trigger, rather, if the front sight moves... There you go. There's your feedback, and you didn't spend the money it costs to get a Mantis X. Uh, get somebody to show you how to grip the gun and press the trigger straight back in such a way that the front sight doesn't move. I just saved you hundreds of dollars. Send me fifty. We'll call it even. Yeah, I think they're. I think stuff like Mantis X or the laser ones. They're good for showing like a real, real newbie, uh, like giving them a little bit of feedback. But you need to pair that with an instructor or someone who is using it um, and needs to use it. Like the laser, the laser ones. Uh, sometimes I, I get people before I go out to the range. I'll I'll get them to my place and I'll show them uh, some of the like how the guns work, 
And the sights on a pistol, sometimes they're like aiming too high. I'm like, oh, that doesn't look right. Put a, put the laser bullet in there and show them with that. Oh, that's where it's going. Okay, I need to align my sights like this. So it can be good for that kind of stuff. Yeah. If they can't quite get the... It's almost more... It's almost more of an instructor's tool than it is a newbie's tool. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. At least you get the most benefit out of it like that. Because when you're first starting off, yeah. you just don't know what you're looking at, right? Yeah, so... Um, He's doing a, all, all this other stuff is really good, though. His his practicing of the safety rules and that kind of thing, a little bit of training by a certified instructor, fantastic. That's that's all the right kind of stuff. Yep. I would jump right into if he's shot that shadow too and knows how to like how to shoot it. Uh, I would just jump straight into a black badge. Yep. Um, before my black badge, I was taking video of myself drawing, gripping the pistol, um, reloading taking pictures of how I was holding the pistol and sending it to other instructors and getting feedback that way too. So those are all things that you can do. Ooh, that's fancy. So, I mean, uh, that's what Stoker does with his, uh, uh, practical training, training group. group thing there. Training yep. group. Yeah. Yep. My favorite training group story is fresh net crane, Jeremy crane. We've talked about him here on the show. He's watched us live lots of times. He's a member of Ipsy New Brunswick. Super nice guy. <laughs> anyway, great guy uh he he's a guy i told the story before i was in the middle of teaching something in my arrow class and he walked up to show me a ben stagger video in the middle of the class at the front of, trevor have you seen this and he goes, oh man take your pills and sit down um he my favorite training uh training group story is jeremy's he paid whatever it is like 500 dollars a year to have them critique your videos and his feedback was, if you're going to wa- waddle, waddle fast. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, show me on the doll where the internet hurt you, Jeremy. <laughs> if you're going to waddle, waddle fast. Yeah. Yeah. Waddle I'm like, fast. I, 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 I'll insult you for free, man. Like, you don't need to pay somebody that much money to get insulted. They also have a bunch of videos. Although people like it. Sometimes. They also have a bunch of videos on what to do and that kind of thing or of course things to yeah yeah i've yeah. been curious so. about it i'm just not into ipsic enough to take myself to that level mm. yeah i am i have a whole new fire in my belly now that i got this gun because there's a whole bunch i'm learning to shoot ipsic all over again so different i went from striker fired to single action and now i've got a double action single action with a dot oh dude ah, the struggle is real yeah. so uh, this next one comes to us from uh, M14 Medic, a.k.a. John Rogers. John here from the Gunning Around with Sean and John. So that's that new podcast that we've been this talking about. It's a shameless about. plug, I think, is, is what this is. I, it is I think it absolutely is. a shameless plug. <laughs> that's I will right. email the show, they will read it, and therefore I have received a commercial <laughs> on Slamfire Radio. Perfect. So, well like done. Well done. Hello. It's not this just John. Man. It's John here from Gunning Around with Sean and John. TM. I've been getting caught up on podcasts while getting some windshield time in for work. I just wanted to drop a line and say thanks for the shout out slash plug. Our downloads took a big jump after that, and I just wanted to say thanks. You're welcome. You're welcome. I do have a few comments. I do want to preface preface this, my goodness, by saying I'm only 20% as knowledgeable as I think I am. (laughs) 
Trevor, 7.62 by 40 sounds pretty cool. I hope you enjoy your new 30 carbine. Uh, 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 uh. It is way more stankier than a 30 I love carbine. this next one. Adrian. Adrian. Says Adrian. <laughs> I predict that we He's meet up. He's watching, too. I predict that we'll meet up at at least one maple seed event this spring slash summer, and I'm looking forward to shaking your hand and perhaps doing some 12-ounce curls. (laughs) Kelly, somebody want to explain that to me? I think it's drinking beer. It's beer. 12 ounces of beer. Very good. Right. Like, why am I explaining this to you? You don't know that? All right. Nope. Never heard that before. I just figured it out. I had never heard the range lawyer bit before. Okay. Kelly. I've been creeping on your Facebook. Keep it up. Oh, my oh, goodness. <laughs> okay. Any, plan, any plans for a Western trip this year? Yes. If not, I may have to head east. Oh, my goodness. He is creeping on you. <laughs> uh, don't make me do it. Oh, we would love you to come out of east. Oh, that would be bad because he would be Gallon. Uh, it would be the, the marriage between John and Gallon again. They're like brothers from another mother. Wonderful. Yeah, he's fantastic. Hey, John, he's watching. I really, really muzzle, do like muzzle loading, muzzle loader hunting. Real black powder doesn't burn; it explodes. Yeah, well, we covered that. Unlike smokeless powder, which burns, black powder maxes out at twenty-one thousand psi. The reason there's a max load is because at a certain point, unexploded powder just pukes up the, <laughs> the muzzle. Smoke pole is because it does build. Uh, smoke pole substitutes a substitutes are closer to smokeless than black, and the generally accepted max load is because it does build pressure in excess of the twenty one k. If you stuff enough in the barrel of your smoke pole. Side note: the Thompson Center Pro Hunter likes one hundred fifty grains of seven 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 pellets and spits a three hundred fifty five Hornady XTP at twenty one at two thousand ten feet per second, just a little slower than I shoot the same bullet out of my Smith and Wesson X frame in four sixty. Oh my! In the wise words of Red Green, keep your stick on the ice, John. Awesome email, poorly yeah. read but well written. Who would like to take the one I'll, from I'll take Phil? Phil? It's because it's the shortest one. <clears throat> it's the last one. <laughs> Greetings, Slamfire people. Trevor, has there been any follow-up to your FX9 out-of-battery issues? This past Saturday at my local range, a guy further down the line from me had an FX9 fail to eject the spent casing, flip it 180 degrees, <laughs> and the next round no, 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 sent no. it into the chamber backwards. I couldn't oh, help but think man. of you while watching him play an impromptu game of Operation. Thanks for everything. That sounds like a hard extraction to fix. Oh, <laughs> to no, have no, the case yeah. go around the other way. Uh, how far into the chamber would it make it? Not that far. Mm, no, because it's tapered, right? Yeah. The 9 ta- yeah. is tapered, so the chamber would be tapered, so it's not going all the way in because the, but the, bullet, widest the bullet part of would the case is the head. The case on the way in. Yep. Now, that would probably yep. that might lock it up interestingly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a fun one. Yeah, you'd need a rod to fit if if yep. the bolt slams the bullet into the brass case and it pushes it into the chamber, gets stuck, you're pushing it out with a rod, probably. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, now uh okay, so to that. 
Early models of the FX9 required a modification that you would do yourself to the bolt near around the extractor on the bolt. There's videos on YouTube. I believe it was Gavin from the Canadian Patriot podcast that pointed that out to me. So go to YouTube and search up FX9 bolt modification. And it just involves filing a surface up near the extractor. Uh, I think you take the extractor out and then you file a surface and then it helps with that. So that might be caused by that problem. So you can look for that. Pictures online in a video. Uh, the follow-up has been FX9 contacted me and gave me all the information I needed to return mine to Wolverine for warranty repair. And then they followed up to know if I sent it yet. And I said, nope, it's, uh, I have not sent it yet. I've been busy. And they were like, great, just following up. So Wolverine is essentially expecting it. I was holding off because of the election. I didn't want it to be in Wolverine's hands when and if there was a ban. Yep. So um, I'm going to speak to the folks at Wolverine and have a candid, frank conversation. Is there a fix to this problem? You know, I know it's doing it. You know, it's doing it. I'm not going to send you the gun so you can figure out if it's doing it. It's doing it. I can take a video of me pulling the trigger out of battery and the hammer falling, proving that it's doing it. So we, we know it's doing it. So I'm not sending you my gun for you to uh, confirm that it's doing it. I'm sending the gun when FX9 acknowledges there's a problem and they've designed and built new parts and are going to replace some parts of my gun to make this stop. That's when I'm going to send you the gun. I'm not mailing you the gun for the sake of mailing you the gun. So until I have that conversation with the folks at Wolverine, the gun is staying on the wall. If you would like to send us an email, please do so by sending it to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Or Time if you for, have a podcast to, to pitch, you, know, plug. you would like us to and plug pitch. to yep. help you with your numbers. Yeah. Yeah. We got the best numbers. You really want your numbers to go up. You have one of us on. That's, I mean, that's how we really, you know, this week on Slamfire, Kelly's on and people are just here this week on John and Sean, Sean and John. And Kelly. They're having Gallon on. Really? They are. That's probably not going to help their, 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 <laughs> their, their, their listenership. I think they're too young um, to be going full gallon at this uh, point. I think they need to establish a base. Like, we can afford to lose a couple of hundred listeners every week because we get a couple of hundred new ones every week. Like, it's not really going to hurt. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if I would bring out the gallon already, you know? Gallon sleeping, wake them up, you know? Uh-huh. So, anyway. Wow. I was supposed to yell "Good morning, Vietnam" for one of my students when I during the intro. Too late. Damn. You do it yeah. now. Just yell it out. Yeah. No. During the outro. No. Sleeping. Doesn't. It's not the same. You got to do it at the beginning and say "Good morning" at the end. You say "Good night" at the end, like "Good night, Kelly." Mm-hmm. I was also supposed to make a uh, a reference to. Uh, I was going to work in one of my obscure references to see if somebody would catch it. I'll do it next time. So uh, I got some shout outs and um, the first one goes to Casper. So thank you for the springs. He hooked me up with some uh, springs for my red back and to Derek Merriweather, who uh, gave me a bag of vintage nine millimeter at the last match. And I forgot to show him out last week because I forgot about 
the fact that I had the ammo because I was in the middle of a conversation when he came by and he didn't want to interrupt and very polite, just came by and stuck out his hand and I got the bag of ammo and Oh, thanks man. And put it in my range bag. And that's where it stayed until like yesterday when I was cleaning up my range bag. I was like, Oh yeah. Oh, Derek, yeah. Derek gave me this nine mil. So a lovely addition to my ammunition collection. <laughs> There's uh, your reference. Where is that ammunition? There's your reference. <laughs> this will make a lovely addition to my collection. Um, my ammo collection is in the basement somebody knocked it over and I've yet to put it all back up (gasps) it needs to be rectified right now it's in a it's in a shoebox size rubber main container also acceptable and I don't know if I mentioned it or not but possibly to give me a really cool addition to the collection it's a 303 round loaded with a round lead ball used for riot control in prisons. It was shot out of a smoothbore Lee Enfield. It's the kind of kill. Uh, yeah. Yeah, riot control. Just hit him with a lead ball out of a three oh three. Yeah, we don't fire never mind. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not that thing, not anymore. No. Nope. So um that's it. Anybody else have any shout outs? Uh Adriel's we got nope. one? You don't have anything listed, but I do. I just wanted to say to all the CCFR gang that met up uh, on Friday, just really, I really love hanging out with my gun people. I really, really do. It was a good time. So it was Tracy, Robert, Lori, Greg, Sue, and Mary. We got a chance to actually hear him play. And it was good. Going to go and eat smoked meat at Smoked Meat Pete's with Mario sometime soon. It was good. Cool. Yeah. Yay. So no new Patreonies this week. And uh, we were supposed to do our bonus episode last night. And uh, I struck out trying to get a guest on. So um, reach out to us. If you would like to be on the next Patreoni episode, please send us an email at slamfireradio at gmail.com. And if you would like to become a Patreoni and help keep the lights on here at uh, the Slam Fire Studios, you can do so by going to www.patreon.com forward slash slamfireradio. And any little bit helps, and you will receive swag and bonus content eventually. You will receive the bonus content. You also get to be the director, star, and executive producer of your own podcast. Wow. And then we'll mention you on our podcast, and you'll get downloads. And No, I mean, they will be the executive producer, <laughs> star, and host of a Patreon episode. I know. So, now you've confused people. They think we're going to be starting their <laughs> podcasting careers. Trying to be funny. Didn't work. Okay, keep cool. trying. No, no, keep trying. Swinging and miss is okay. You know, I mean, it's if, you, if you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you had a slam yep. fire. Yeah, that's what we do here. All right. Um, so you can also show your support for the show by going to Cabela's through our website. If you're going to Cabela's anyway, there's stuff on sale. But if you go there by. <gasps> You can buy your rifle through our link, mm. get the discount, and we can get money. What she said. Also, join <laughs> one of our National Firearms Associations, such as the CCFR, or just the CCFR. Them. Oh, the idiots at the NFA sent me a letter it's today. One too. It's in my trash can. <laughs> Remember that thing I did with that, with that banner that time? I might do that. I might <laughs> take a big old P on the NFA letter and videotape it and send it to them. Take a hint, morons. Well, we don't want to give you your money. Okay. And let's just close this puppy out. I'm trying, but you keep interrupting, Matthew. <laughs> Check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. We got a little home over there. Do it again. I swear to God, I'm going to pistol whip you. Kind of hard to In do. In the ribs. 
with a tank <laughs> on the internet. Um, <laughs> Cap pistol whip someone over the internet, Trevor. I can't. I'm, 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 listen, I'm, I'm, I'm holding it all in, right? Normally I pour alcohol on this hate, but I think I'm just going to let it simmer and release it in person when I see you. Yes. <laughs> like us on Facebook. Uh, we're closing the gap on homeless children a little more every week. And actually, we, we went down. I think maybe somebody somebody doesn't think the orphanage joke is funny. Um, maybe it was so my off-color comment when I closed out the show last time. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. If it wasn't for off-color comments, you wouldn't have any comments. Your comments would be black and white. Um, or I guess black and white is off-color. Off-color. Okay. Wow, we're killing it. All right, 2,225. Go like us on Facebook, please. Help Kelly feel better about herself. Until I next week. I'm about myself. Thank you very much. But more likes helps. <laughs> yeah. Keep the likes coming, folks. Keep the likes coming. All right, see you next week, everybody. Goodbye. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.